Hey Gluttoneers, it's Becca here. It has been a super bonkers couple of weeks. We really thought we were going to get an episode out on the 10th. We really thought we were going to get that same episode out on the 20th and nothing is happening the way we wanted it to. So we are re-releasing one of our favorites, which is our On Crute series. This was kind of a long one, so we've made it one episode today for you to listen to. And Gretchen's going to be recreating this for her Christmas dinner. So we're excited to see how that comes out after all of our learnings last year. So we hope you enjoy. Thanks for joining us. And we will talk to you in the new year. Off we go. Welcome to Hi Gluttony. I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And welcome to 2021, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's the first day of the new year. We made it through 2020. Wow. Yay. Yay. And in the hopes of kicking things off right this year, we have decided to release an episode doing our first world level five dish. Gretchen has made her duck dishes that are world level five on her own, but we have not yet had the opportunity to do one together. This is also, since it's the first day of the new year, we're doing a couple of firsts for this one. We are making separate dishes for the first time. I'm making salmon on croute, And Gretchen is making beef wellington, and we're going to go into a little more detail about that in a second. But this is the first time we're doing World Level 5, first time we're doing separate dishes, and it's also the first time we have a two-parter. And we really didn't intend to start out (laughs) for it to be a two-parter, but this might be a thing going forward, depending on how complicated things are. We may end up having to do two-part episodes on the rig because we ended up with about six hours worth of recording between two days this was not just a a one day and done situation although our next episode could have been a two-parter but i think we're or not 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 the next step not the next episode (laughs) because the next episode will be the second half of this Exactly. For our on Crute series, that's what we're calling it. The first time we have a series, maybe as Gretchen said, more to come. The first part's coming out today, January 1st, and the second part you can listen to on January 5th. We end up using recipes from BBC Good Food Recipe for the salmon on Crute. We use our puff paste Puff pastry recipe is from the kitchen. That's K-I-T-C-H-N. And the beef wellington recipe is from delish.com. With some influence from, I believe, Gordon Ramsay. (laughs) Ah, yeah. And you mentioned our dear friend Kenji Lopez again. Right. So you were also, you were jumping around a couple recipes there. But which, let's clarify, we aren't actually friends with him. We <laughs> just like his food so much that we've made a bunch of his recipes. So we think of him so as we, our friend. We talk about Kenji. Yeah. Kenji. <laughs> first name basis. It's not even his first name. Anyway, that's not the point. We need to focus. Right. <laughs> so for my salmon on croute, I made... Um, Oh, let me back up. What makes this a world level five? 
This is a world level five because we are making our puff pastry from scratch. Ah! Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This was so exciting. This was super fun. <laughs> it was fun. But now I'm also convinced homemade puff pastry is better than store-bought and that kind of ruins my life a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You can only make puff pastry now. (laughs) And it's not the fastest thing in the world to do. I think it took us about three hours. If not three full hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And extra because another first here and and of 2021, I I really fucked something up. So... not the first time that's ever happened I've definitely made mistakes (laughs) before but as far as this podcast goes this was this was one of the bigger failures of baking that I've had it was great though it was a good learning lesson and it helped me along the process when you get into the episode you'll understand a little bit more about what we're talking about Um, but we did find that there were a few moments where we thought the recipe could have given us a little bit more guidance or expectation setting in terms of the amount of flour to use and a couple of other things. So we just wanted to call that out right now that the dough, I found it to be a fairly, fairly simple process. I mean, it's not simple, but the recipe outlines things pretty well in a way that's organized and easy to follow, I thought. But there were a couple of things that for me, if I didn't have Gretchen as a resource in that moment, would have really tripped me up. And I think both of us probably felt like there were a couple of moments in the recipe where we could have used a little bit more expectation setting. Or at least we should have maybe consulted their pictures a bit more, but I don't know if there were a lot of pictures on there. Okay, well, you're looking that up. I'll talk them through. Part one is really us just making the puff pastry. Part two is us following up with making salmon on croute and beef wellington respectively. We also both make some roasted asparagus on the side. My salmon on croute had a fresh herb cream cheese filling and Gretchen's Wellington, um, she made a sort of classic duck cell sauce and then used prosciutto and was that it? Yes. You keep calling it duck cell sauce. <laughs> oh my God. I have to stop. It's just duck cell people. It's not duck sauce. Cell. Don't listen to me. It's just duck cell. I don't know why I keep doing that. <laughs> Sorry. It's funny. No, no thank <laughs> you for correcting me. We just talked about that. <laughs> I know. I can't stop myself. It, it's not a sauce. It's a paste. Even remember you saying like how much you had to work it down to a paste and I can't keep it in my brain. It's just funny. <laughs> okay. Oh I my gosh. There are a few pictures on here. But they don't really show the end of the the process as far as like bringing the dough together. They mm-hmm. go immediately from the fl- like what looks like fluffing to and you know what I don't think I took a video of me actually doing the first part of the puff pastry dough. I guess I have to make another batch. Bummer. Might have to make some edibles with some puff pastry or something. Ooh, please. <gasps> Oh, I could put <laughs> weed in the actual dough. I was going to mention that. Oh, never mind. I don't remember what the point. Well, we were oh. saying you could make you could you, you could make puff pastry with weed butter. Yes, because I figured out that handy little trick of getting the butter to be re-emulsified because you would not be able to use a clarified butter in this dough. 
Got it. That was the whole point, that sidetrack. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> That's what we'll call them. We'll call them sidetracks. And we will just like put these random episodes together and then we'll release them whatever the fuck we feel like it. It'll just side quests. Like, yeah, side quests. We have can of quests and side quests. Yeah, exactly. Pantry power ups, which we've really abandoned for a little while. Yeah, but we'll get back to that. We'll get back. We have a big plan for the new year. There's a fun whiteboard section in this episode. There is a fun whiteboard section because we learn some really cool puff pastry facts. You also explained to us about the difference between a book fold and a letter fold, which was really exciting for me to understand. Yes, that, that is actually pretty key to uh, <laughs> the, the whole layering thing. Mm-hmm. To the process. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Layering thing works too. Gretchen, you all, so you made beef wellington and you, oh, so I only made salmon. Gretchen made beef wellington and went through the cured salmon steps. And then how did you end up using that cured salmon? I, my, my dad ended up smoking the salmon on the grill uh, and then he and my mom ate it. <laughs> so. Right, right. Because Gretchen doesn't like seafood. <laughs> I don't like seafood. I don't like it. Yeah, this was funny because, well, I I mean, I guess it's not that funny. I was just thinking like you made salmon and didn't eat it. And I was like, I made beef and didn't eat it, but I didn't make beef. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's right. You didn't. (laughs) I think we want to make clear that, uh, and sorry for repeating ourselves, (laughs) that we're curing the salmon as part of this episode. So we're doing, we're making the puff pastry. We're curing the salmon. I feel like you did say this, all this stuff. I think I'm, so, but it's I'm, good to be saying it again. I'm also curing salmon and I'm making a duck cell, the duck cell that goes as part of my beef wellington, but that won't get used until tomorrow. Getting some prep in Perfect. the day before. Doing our mise yeah. en place. Exactly. So we leave you at the end of this episode um, with our puff pastry resting overnight and the plan in place to pick up with wrapping our proteins and roasting our asparagus and then continuing to learn more about the process of making en croute. Indeed, there will be much en croute. (laughs) (laughs) So much talk about pastry. So that is our part one of en croute series. We actually, for the first time, you'll hear us. um, We have quite a few sort of transition moments in this episode. And so we're going to record a little bit of information about what the next section is going to include. So this is the first time we're doing this. Let us know what you think um, as we go along. And remember to check out our website, highgluttony.com, where Gretchen shares all of the recipes and all of our thoughts about the recipes. We also have our YouTube, our Instagram, and Facebook. And you can find us all at High Gluttony for those places. I had such a good thing to wrap that up with and then you stopped talking and I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so have fun with part one. We will let you know how everything goes on January 5th. We'll see you then. Enjoy the episode. Have fun. (laughs) Much better. So this episode ends up being about nine little mini sections. 
and we will talk you through a little bit of each one in advance of that section. Since we record these without really having a thought about doing a transition, this transitions weren't great. So we want to make sure you know <laughs> what you're listening to before, <laughs> before you listen to it. We want each step to be pretty clear for you. So follow along through each of the nine sections with us. And hopefully we do justice to what, what the process is and what we're talking about. So for this per- first part, section one, we talk you through the ingredients that we use, which are pretty simple. Then we also begin our puff pastry process up until our first resting point, at which point the dough is supposed to rest for about 30 minutes. And in this step, we're really just making our lean dough only. I think this is gonna end up, once we're done, being about a let world level five. Wow. Uh, four, so this is the first time. Five. So it's the first time I'll do a four or five with you. I think mine is definitely a bit more complicated being Wellington where it's like you're having to, you know, your your assembly as far as like putting your salmon on, putting your cream cheese filling in the middle and then putting another piece of salmon on. A little bit easier than my whole rolling situation that I'm going to have to do tomorrow. (laughs) Totally. Because Uh, we're, so we're, this is a big episode. This is our New Year's episode, New Year's Day episode. And for the first time, we wanted to make something different. And again, because I'm a vegetarian and Gretchen is not, I'm making salmon on croup and Gretchen is making beef wellington. And we're going to do asparagus on the side of this. But we're breaking this up into two parts. I'm not sure if we'll release it as two, but we're recording in two days. And today, our first day, we're making puff pastry from scratch. Oh my God. I'm excited and a little nervous. I'm a little nervous, but I'm just trying to be excited for the most part. So I mean, you you did do your homework, which I, you know. I actually, um, so you, did you watch the, um, now if it's on Netflix, it's called the Great British Baking Show Beginnings that season. Mm-hmm. Cause I kept mm-hmm. like looking through all of the things. Cause at a certain point I was like, who's in this episode? So that I could be like, okay, it's this episode. <laughs> and I was like, none of these people are in any of the episodes. But, <laughs> so it's the beginning. But I did do my homework by watching the British Bake Off, I guess Bake Off in America, Great British. Uh, no, 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 Baking Show in America. It's Baking Show Great in British America. Bake Off. Baking Show, Baking Show. Um, anyway, yeah, it was fun. I did my research. Although I did not actually have time to watch the one where they made Wellington. I think I've seen it, but I didn't have time to rewatch that one. But I did watch all the other ones where they made puff pastry. So let's go over our ingredients. We're starting with mm-hmm. two cups of all-purpose flour. So there are different recipes out there. But for what we're doing, we are doing all purpose. Then we want a t- teaspoon of salt. Oops, no. Teaspoon. Well, it was it was two cups of all purpose flour plus one tablespoon. Whatever. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think that's a tablespoon for like putting on the thing when you're rolling it out. But I was like, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna use more than that. I am using my roll pat because with puff pastry, you don't want to add ton of flour while you're rolling it. So like, that's one of the times when having a silicone covering for your counter might be advantageous. And you might even be able to get away with doing it, like rolling it on a towel if you are trying mm. to use as little flour as possible, but I'd be worried about getting fibers into your, your dough. Fat. Sure. So I was just going to do it on the, my countertop. Yeah, I think that's fine. 
especially this this initial stage, unless you have an annoying counter like I had when I moved into my house. They used to have, it was a tile countertop, which I was like, who designed this kitchen? This is garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. No one wants to clean a tile countertop. No. I was like, this is very poorly mm-hmm. planned. <laughs> so yeah, so we have two cups all-purpose flour plus one tablespoon for whatever, one teaspoon of salt <laughs> and two thirds of a cup of ice water is what we're going to start. So I'm going to get my ice water out of the fridge with pastry. Keeping things really cold is pretty important. And then our okay. uh, only other ingredient is eight ounces of unsalted butter cold, which comes after we make what they call our lean dough, which is really in the baking world, when they refer to lean, it just means it doesn't have fat in it or lower fat, or in this case, it's got zero fat in it. It's just water and flour and a little bit of salt for flavoring. And then they said, so the the technique is to dump your flour on the counter. First you pour your salt in to the flour, right? Yeah, mix mix your salt in your flour, run your fingers down the center. This is very vague though. I'm like, how deep of a trough? Do you want a deep trough, a little trough? Like you're only putting a tablespoon of water in there. How does that affect? Anyway, I'm over, I'm probably overthinking it at this point. <laughs> All right, here I go. All right. Okay, so sprinkle one tablespoon of water into the trough. Fluff the dough right. with your fingers, keeping your fingers loose and using a scooping motion. I have a question about the water because it feels like to me, well, okay. I, a couple of questions, I guess. My understanding is that with baking, you need to be pretty precise with your measurements. And what's curious to me about putting ice in water is that inevitably doesn't some of that ice melt into the w- liquid and then you have more water than you are supposed to have? Uh, not, not if you're, getting to your two thirds of a cup with your ice already in there, which is how I did mine was put the ice. Oh, in I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, your question makes me think you, you measured out your two thirds of a yep. cup and then put ice in. Um, yep. 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 So yeah, so, that makes yeah. more sense. Technically. Yes. <laughs> you kind of did it wrong, but <laughs> since we're kind of going by feel as far as like we're adding two thirds is sort of a rough estimate for what you're going to need here because you're going by feel. Okay. And is that the case a lot with bread in particular? Because yeah, the uh, bread and especially you're kind of going by when, when it just comes together and it also depends on the type of bread. There there are a lot of the type of flour type of flour because I confused you today by putting that extra uh, uh, those additional uh puff pastry recipes out there yeah yeah Uh, you added the Paul Hollywood one which was like part bread flour and I was like shit I think I have some but like oh no (laughs) yeah I I since I was trying to find that episode last night and I was writing like great British bake-off puff pastry and yeah, <laughs> that came up. So I was like, oh, here, well, what, what does this look like? And so because I knew mm-hmm. he'd have a slightly different methodology. Right. So my dough right now, I'm sort of getting close to where Okay. Um, I've gone through a little over a third of a cup. And so I'm starting to get I can kind oh, of get it to uh-huh. push together but still quite flour. Like it has a lot of loose flour with it. It's definitely not ready, not there yet. So okay, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I can push it together, but still pretty flaky. And are you kind of leaving the bigger clumps as they form or are you trying to separate those a little? I'm not, I'm not really separating those. 
because we do want this to pretty much come together in a sheet at some point. But but we have quite a few rest periods, right? Right. So part of this is also that your flower needs to absorb the water and it's not going to absorb it all right away. So that's part of it. You also want to rest it so that you're not, you know, because if we went straight through, we probably end up developing the gluten a bit more than we'd want to. I think maybe, maybe I might need one, maybe two more additions of water. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm pretty close. And then it says to cover in plastic wrap and put it, putting, put it in the fridge, I believe. Yeah. It says chill the dough, press the dough into a square and wrap in plastic. It's fine if it looks a little shaggy and unkempt at this stage and then refrigerate for at least 30 minutes square. Yeah. They're, they're trying to get you so that you have the right shape when you're starting your full, you're putting your, your butter in. Got it. Because this, the more square you get it, the, the easier it is to get the, the butter trapped inside, basically. <laughs> Doing a uh, shitty, uh-huh. shitty square over. Yeah, mine's like a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. But we'll have more time to butts with the shape after it's sat for a little bit. So and wrap I'm, it in plastic. And I'm going to be a little lazy and just put mine in Tupperware and put it in the fridge. So Okay. That's acceptable. If we're trying to lo- reduce our carbon footprint here and not use as much yeah. plastic, that's that's just True. a fine way to go. It just needs to be covered and so you're not losing any moisture while it's resting. section two we talk you through rolling out your butter and by roll it out i mean eat the shit out of it because that (laughs) is a highly effective way to get it to do what you you want only recommended for butter nothing else do not beat the shit out of anything else just butter and turning that into a little beautiful square and then to fold your into your pastry and put that in the refrigerator to rest for 20 minutes So we've got our butter into large pieces and sprinkled yeah. with a teaspoon of flour. And I think I think you're just going to beat the shit out of it, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to read the next part? All right. It says, begin pounding the butter with a French rolling pin. Any rolling pin will work. Becca is using what I would consider most people's idea of a rolling pin is, where you are you have a handle and then a wood block basically around the handle that rotates independently of the handles. Now... So I think this is why they're being specific. I guess this is a a French rolling pin. It's basically just a dowel. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take Uh, pictures. Yeah, we'll take pictures. So because it's all one piece, you're not going to run the risk of having like your, God damn it, I'm trying to explain physics while high and it's really hard. (laughs) So because you're going to get a spin on the, the, that rolling pin, even if you're gentle with, you're not going to have as much force mm-hmm. to spread the butter out. So it doesn't work quite as well as a, a rolling pin like this. Got it. And now that I've gone down a total rabbit hole and with a mid sentence, <laughs> begin pounding the butter with a French rolling pin to soften it and sprinkling flour on your rolling pin as needed. So really they don't give a fuck. They're like, you can add butter to the, or flour to this. It says as needed. How will I know what that means with the butter? Uh, it'll start sticking. To so the rolling start, pin. 
Yeah. So if okay. you see butter on your rolling pin, put more flour, more flour. on it. <laughs> okay. Here we go. It. Okay. So we yeah. just start pounding it. Pound it. Or, or you hit it and then it rolls for ages. Is that what's happening over there? No. It just sounded like you like hit it once and then you, it started rolling. And so I was like, oh, no, I'm kind of, I'm hold. I have a thumb on the rolling part. Oh, on part. the roller part? Yes. I'm tr trying to uh, stabilize it like that. Okay. So I, mine just stuck to my rolling pin. Oh, this I'm is pretty to... therapeutic. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I don't know. I find cooking very therapeutic. Yeah. Are you rolling? What are you doing now? I folded it because it started, like pieces of it started coming apart. So I'm trying to just kind of get it into one solid piece. Instead of, ah. um, okay, so I should still be pounding. Yes, keep pounding. Okay. Also be mindful that you're trying to get a square. So. Okay, um, so don't, don't keep making this rectangle that I am. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you are kind of aiming for a rectangle another time when your bench scraper comes in really handy i have a little lodge skillet scraper thing scraper. <laughs> and it's 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 working it's working than, yeah it's working pound the butter flat then use a butter scraper to gather it up again sprinkle with another teaspoon of flour pound flat and repeat pounding and gathering pounding and gathering until the butter is very pliable so i think this is where your your tablespoon comes from because i think you're just supposed to add three tablespoons or teaspoons which flour is total. A flour total. Okay. Aye. They're confused. But you can They're... sprinkle it as needed on your roller. On your roller, yeah. But to the actual okay. thing, it's... So you don't want to add is... more than three teaspoons. Yeah. So mine's getting pretty pliable. I did buy frozen puff pastry just in case I can't get it right. <laughs> so I was trying to figure out because I was like, wait, if we just use the stuff we make, we won't be able to tell if our puff pastry has worked. So here's what I'm going to propose because we want to make sure that we check our puff pastry since we're making it by hand, but also try and have the backup of having <laughs> puff pastry available is to, to roll it out, like to basically then cut off like a small corner and bake it in the oven because I, I'm hoping we'll have enough dough to be able to test a small amount. Cause I was like, we don't want to wrap our stuff in it and then find out our dough is wrong. It's like, that would defeat the right. whole purpose. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, why would, how would we know if we need to use our backup dough if we've already wrapped our food in that dough? <laughs> right. We'll be like afterwards. Oh, this didn't turn out well. <laughs> now we can't eat any of this. <laughs> right. So I was like, huh hey uh yeah how are we gonna break that up or we could do a test bake probably the better way to go would to be do a test bake when we start tomorrow okay because then we'll, we could do it together and we'll be using basically using the dough from the same starting point instead of like only resting right. it a small amount tonight testing it right because we wouldn't really know if part of the problem if we cooked it tonight is that it didn't sit long enough right yeah, we want to reduce okay. the number of variables if we're approaching this from a, a scientific point of view. Right.
So we pick up in section three here. We've got our dough, our lean dough, and our rolled out, beaten the shit out of butter resting in the fridge. So while that's happening, we start curing our salmon. And then the salmon also rests overnight so that we can release a lot of that moisture that's in there. At this point, we also come across confusion about how to say the word demerara sugar. And did we confirm how to say it, Gretchen? Yes, it's it's demerara. You're supposed to use demerara sugar. I didn't end up using that, but we do talk about it. And we kind of promised in the intro we'd figure out how to say it. So I'm glad you figured out how to say it at this point. I did, yes. <laughs> So I'm going to recommend, so we're, for, for Becca's salmon en croute, we're using a BBC called, yeah, BBC good food recipe for a salmon en croute. And it does have the metric measurements. So you have to remember you need to convert things, which I uh, decided to do for Becca so that she did not Mm -hmm. have to. Gretchen's an overachiever (laughs) in some aspects of her life, but not, uh, but totally lame in other parts. I'll read the, what it says, and then you can read the conversion. So it's 50 grams of flaky sea salt, 25 grams of demerara sugar. (laughs) Demerara? Demerara. Demerara. Yeah. Okay. Demerara sugar. And then two 500 grams of skinless, boneless salmon. Oh, so if you have skin on yours, you're going to have to take the skin off. Mine are skinless. Okay. So it's two 500 grams of boneless skinless salmon that we're going to cure, which is about a pound each. So you want two pounds of salmon for this recipe. Kind of nice if you're buying it at the store, though, because if you can buy two separate pieces that are about the same size, it's going to be easier to cure. Let me go grab mine. Oh, shit. I might just cure these right on these plastic trays that they came in from. (laughs) There you go. Like, this is a kind of nice tray. Yeah, this will work. This is some farm-raised fresh Atlantic salmon. My my beef, I went a little more out because uh-huh. I was at the farmer's market this morning, and the Sonoma Mountain Beef Company was there. Ooh. And so, and they had whole tenderloins. Oh, my God. So you did it. I did it. I bought a whole tenderloin. Uh, I'm not going to use the whole tenderloin today. I'm going to cut it because she was like, you should probably, you might want to cut that up and freeze it. Yeah. I am going to rinse my filet off because they've had it shrink wrapped and I probably should have spent a a good little chef and put it on ice last night, but I did not do that. Oh, why would, why do you do that? Keeps it colder. It's just better for the fish as far as storage goes. But since I wasn't storing it long-term, I was like, meh. Oh my God. Okay. I got one skin off. Sounds like you might need a shark filleting knife, Becca. Do you have a I nice know. thin knife or no? No, not really. The flesh is a little bit loose, which is not ideal. But I mean, we are going to put salt all over this. <laughs> the salt is going to do what? Draw the moisture out of the meat. So part of this is because what we want, we don't want our filling to be too wet in our on croute tomorrow. Yours, we're we're pulling pulling moisture out of the salmon, which will help with the final cooking. I'm really high. We are talking about curing salmon. So we read out our metric measurements, but I don't 
think I actually read out the, the, what do we call that? US measurements. So basically you're getting two ounces of salt, one ounce of uh, the demerara sugar. Now that is specified because it's got a little bit larger grain, so it won't dissolve as quickly as, as part of the, the reasoning for that. So that's why they're, they were specific about that. Also in England, they're fancy. They have more types of sugar than we, although we do kind of have that here now because that's basically, it's basically sugar in the raw. It's just that larger, larger crystal. Crystal. Yeah. yeah. Two ounces of salt, one ounce of sugar. Yes. Two ounces of salt, one ounce of sugar, and approximately a kilogram of fish, which translates to two point, I think it's 2.2 pounds. 2.2 pounds, if you're being exact, is the translation. Okay. Here's what we're looking at for method. The day before, you want to ensemble, ensemble the encrute, mix the salt and sugar in a bowl, scatter half the mix over the tray, then lay one of the salmon fillets on top, skin side down. It says skin. Mm-hmm. I don't think that came through very clearly. Not skin, because remember, we're dealing with skinless. And Becca just had to remove hers. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> sorry, the skin from your salmon, not your skin. <laughs> Although that does make me think of, did you, did you ever watch uh, Grace and Frankie? I, yes, but I haven't watched like the last two seasons. I don't think so. I haven't either, but there's one part where Frankie said, Frankie's like sleeping in Grace's bed for some reason. And I guess like throughout the night, she says like, let's get you out of that skin. And so <laughs> I say that, I say that to James often. So like, yes, that's weird. And also I was like, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> totally normal. Uh, <laughs> but we're specifying the salmon skin. Yeah, not Becca's the salmon <laughs> the salmon is not supposed to have skin. Humans are. <laughs> Humans are. Um, <laughs> all right. So, so you do one half of the mix on the actual tray itself. So whatever you're putting it on, you're putting down a bed of salt. I'd probably try and keep it to where you're going to put the salmon down for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realize I was being so funny today. Or whatever well, you smoke today is making you extra giggly. That's true. It could be all these things. It could be, yeah. I'm extra witty and you're extra high. Who knows? Keep it coming. Keep it coming. So that, all right. So you got your first piece of salmon, the skin side towards the tray, and then you have the not skin side, uh, the internal side, I guess. Mm-hmm. You're going to put part of your, I'm going to say about a quarter of your mix on that, and then Put your other salmon fillet inside on top so that your other skin side is facing you once you've put your other piece of salmon on top. Okay. So, so it's like, like if it were shoes, you'd take the left shoe, put it on the ground regularly with the sole on the ground. You take the right shoe, flip it over, connect the two tops and the the right sole is that is facing you. Yes. I love this analogy. Yes. Thank you. Exactly. Okay. It's like packing shoes in a shoe box. Yeah. There you go. We need to remember to take pictures. Can I put this on a a plate? Yes. You can put it on a plate, but do it with something with a rim because there's going to be moisture that comes out. So like you want to make sure that it doesn't just drip all over your fridge. What if I, what if I don't have the flaky sea salt? Oh shit. Flaky sea salt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So you just want to use. Sea salt, I think, 
Because remember mm-hmm. when we did the pickles, we were talking about why the one recipe asked for sea salt and rock salt, um, because kosher right. salt is more salty. So I was just using kosher salt. It's, <laughs> it goes back to the, it's basically exactly like the sugar. Salt doesn't melt quite as fast, but you want something with a little bit larger texture. So, okay. so if you only have kosher salt, do you have any like anything in a rock, in a rock salt to mix into that? Um, well, I, I don't only have, I have sea salt. I just don't have oh, okay. flaky sea salt. Okay. Then you're fine. I Wait a minute. So many salt. Do you have Maldon salt? Uh, no, I'm out. Uh, Wait, hold on. <laughs> Maybe I hold on back up. Uh, it says ancient kosher sea salt. And I only saw the sea salt part. That's fine. So it's fine. It's kosher though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not totally down on the like kosher sea salt, kosher salt divide here uh right I don't either so I think it's fine <laughs> I think it's also fine uh all right oh shoot late of stirring my sugar and it's kind of ideal timing oh, because right. I can pull my sugar out for my salmon yay Demerara. I'm gonna be really embarrassed if I'm saying that wrong <laughs> maybe we'll find out for the intro maybe 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 we sometimes forget the things we're supposed to do for the intro. Yeah, fucking potheads forgetting to do stuff. <laughs> How dare we? All right. How dare we? No promises. Zero promises here, people. Zero. So I've got my mixture here. Which okay. I'm not going to stir by hand just, just yet because that sugar is going to be hot. Okay, so half the mixture goes down on the bottom. First step, half the mixture goes down on the bottom. Okay. Just kind of patting it with my hands a little to get it into the shape. Oh, that's fine. I don't know if I put half down, though. I still didn't get half of the stuff on there, so I guess it's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nowhere near enough under there. I'm going to just put a little bit more and a little bit more. Okay. And yeah, you just really want like a generous amount over the interior here. Yeah, and I think I might even need to go with a little bit more underneath. I've got a pretty good yeah. coating here. I wonder, I'm wondering at the benefits of potentially like getting like a, the more of the tail end piece of the salmon. Uh-huh. I have a very, very much a center piece, a uh, center mm-hmm. cut. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's um, thick. You mean? Yeah. So it's a lot thicker. Sure. Ooh, I just had a really good idea that mm. I should have thought of before. Although I did think of it, this for your filling for your your Wellington was putting the like chopping up some preserved lemon and putting it in there. <sighs> Ooh, that's a great idea. So would it replace something or just be an no ad? ad an ad just add yeah yeah like because you could put a little bit of fresh in and a little bit of the preserved and then you'll get like two different levels of like two different types of basically lemon in there. I'm, I'm even covering the sides of mine. My yeah, there's a here. lot of mixture. There's a lot of stuff here <laughs> for what I've got. Yeah, I've, I've, I've used all mine now. So that's, that's it. My salmon is cured. Okay. But then you're supposed to weight it down. It says, I think it says like with a tin, which I think is so funny. Place <laughs> another tray on top. Well, this then, is the BBC, oh, okay. right? 
this is the BBC. So yeah, we have to deal with the, what do they call those Britishisms or that's what I'm going to call them now. I don't even care if that's the thing. That's what they are now. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm using the other salmon tray as the top. Now I may come at, have problem with this later because <laughs> these are plastic and the benefit of using like a, a metal tray would mm-hmm. be that it's going to probably provide a more even pressure over the, the top of it. I see. What to weigh mine down with? A book? That's kind of stinky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might absorb some smell. <laughs> I guess it doesn't need to be particularly heavy. Maybe a frying pan? It might be a, I mean, I don't know if it could be too heavy because what you're trying to do is use pressure to drive more moisture out. So yeah. Ah, uh huh. Making my life harder. I don't know why I'm doing this. Here, I'm just going to put this plate on top of it. And... I was like, I'm just going to do another plate. <laughs> and then I might use this little uh, part of this mortar and pestle that I got and hold it down like that. Oh, fish. Why do you guys have such a strong smell? Is that one of the things you don't like about it? I guess. <laughs> I mean, I definitely do not enjoy how it smells. So, yeah. I'm just like, I guess I wouldn't put it that way, but maybe... God. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I don't know what to weigh this down with. And frying pan sounds like a good idea to me. Can of, yeah. can of beans? Oh, uh-huh. Here you go. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving on to section four. This is where things get exciting. We're going to wrap our butter block in our dough, roll that out, and make two turns of the dough, which is the folding process. And we will talk about the type of fold that we are doing in this section. It's about this time I'm noticing that my initial processing of the pith pastry was not up to snuff and I may need to make another batch of dough, but I, I've decided to push through to see how it goes and that maybe, maybe on the next turn, it'll be okay. That'll take you up to putting it into the fridge for a second time. Yeah, for that second rest. Should I get my butter out and see that it, and maybe pound it just a second? A a little bit, yeah. Yeah, since we both just went a bit over. This time I'm going to keep some plastic wrap under the stuff I'm working on. Mine's still pretty pliable, so I'm going to pop mine in the fridge and just leave it in there while I roll this out real quick. Your butter? Yeah, I'm worried it's going to start melting, even though it's not particularly warm here today. So did you get your dough out? Yes, I have it out right now. Okay. Mmm, that tastes like hardtack. That's basically what it is. And and you say what is hardtack? Because who knows mm-hmm. what hardtack is? Tell me more. Do you do you actually know what it is? No, I have no idea. <laughs> I, you were agreeing <laughs> with me, like you were like, yeah, totally. Uh-huh. I'm like, wow, you know what hardtack is? That's super uh, weird. Was your no, brother no. also into the Civil War? <laughs> the brother that you don't have? Right. Wait, sorry. So we're rolling this into a a seven inch square. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's very specific. Seven inches, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Some of mine seems like parts of it are a little bit wetter than other parts. That's all right. Okay. I might have not gotten mine wet enough. 
Oh, I had to uh, tape measure out for seven inches and it just knocked it all over. Well, aren't you smart? <laughs> what if it's not totally a square? It's all right. I mean, it should okay. be as square as possible. So it kind of goes by what your butter shape looks like. Oh, and you kind of need corners, right? So because yeah. you put the butter in the middle and then kind of wrap this around it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, where where this recipe says wrap in plastic, you can just wrap your butter and like put it between two pieces of parchment paper too, because basically you're just keeping the air from it. Got it. I mean, it's still a little pumpkin-y. I'm cutting the sides off to try and make it more square. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Center. <laughs> I think this might be a seven inch square that I've got going on here. Seven inches is not very big. No, it's, it's smaller than I think I thought. Mine might need to go out a little bit further. Mine's kind of like eight by nine. It's probably fine. Okay. Bigger than my butter, I think. Does it say how big of a thing? A four by four block. Oops. I'm not getting anything right here. <laughs> it's not four by four. Mine's a pancake. Well, fuck. But it is smaller than the thing. <laughs> and that's the major part of it. I might not have enough water in my dough. Oh, hardtack. Anyway, so hardtack. Oh, right, hardtack. Was something they made at, at least during the Civil War. It's basically like a really thick cracker. So it's like really dried out, very simple bread, which is, it's literally like flour, water, and salt. And that's it. Hmm. And they'd make it and then you'd like use it in, like, I think they commonly like dipped it in coffee. You know, it was like to be like dipped uh, things so that, you know. Not standalone necessarily. Right. Yeah. You're not necessarily just gnawing on hardtack, although I'm sure people, people did. did. Yeah. Mine's a little bit more four by four and I don't want to roll too much though because I want to keep that cold. Okay. So place square of butter on top of the dough at a 90 degree angle to the dough. Oh, where it goes kind of kitty corner. Mine's not going to totally work like that. (laughs) Yeah. Mine's not either because my square isn't big enough. (laughs) My square's big enough if it, if I put it in, in the same direction. I think my butter is too big. I'm going to roll mine a little thinner because it's not, it won't go around my butter block. Okay. Okay. Me too. Because it's supposed to in, totally cover it, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But okay. I think I understand why they want you to do it this way. So they meet in the middle. I think I need to go bigger still. I think you're supposed to push on it a little bit to get it to go. Okay. Better. Okay. Because it says pinch to seal. So you really do want to kind of like you could work the dough out a little bit with your fingers to get it to seal around it. I see. Okay. And you're just making a little like envelope. Yeah. Envelope around it, a little pocket. My dough might be a smidge dry. Okay, I'm almost uh, there. What's right. nice is about having the plastic wrap underneath is like I can kind of use it to to move it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of. It sticks. It's sticking to the plastic a little. So. Oh no! 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 Go around. Go around. Got a hole. Got a hole. Oh, no. Okay. I think it's okay. I have one part that's like a little bit bigger than the other part. That's okay. All right. Wrap it back up. It does. Mine does not look good right now. Oh, so we just form it and then wrap it? Wait. No. Oh. Okay. Pinch to seal. So now, yeah. So we got to do two two of our six turns. Got it. And so you're going to go for an elongated triangle or rectangle. Sorry. Not triangle. I think my dough was too dry. I got a lot of holes coming through here. Uh-oh. Did you flour your work surface? I guess not. You probably don't want to if it's dry. 
Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to because I've got the flower peeking through here. Uh huh. Yeah, because your your back, your butter is supposed to be completely enveloped in your dough. Okay. And I did not get there. I see. Gonna be a problem. And then it says it roll it into it twelve inches long by six inches wide. Okay. Shit. 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 What Shit. do we do about yours? I don't know. I might just go with it and learn from experience. <laughs> uh, either that or I'm going to make another batch. Right. You can't be satisfied with it. I probably won't be. So mine's a little bit like 11 and a half by eight. Yeah, that's that's fine. Okay. Fold. So then it says after you roll it out into roughly 12 by six, fold the top third over the bottom third uh, and uh, the bottom over the top third, like a letter. Okay, so this is having us do a single. So then we do a second turn? Yeah, so you do a second turn and rotate it. And then roll it out again. Okay, this is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my dough was way too dry. Shit. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do another batch. Oh, really? Yeah. Too dry? Yeah, it's absolutely fucked. Oh, no. All right. Don't you love how I'm the one who's done this before, but I, well, and I haven't done this exactly. I, yeah. I think I must have done more forgiving doughs than this. All right. I'm, I'm going to put this in the fridge. Okay. And then I'm going to start a new batch. Okay. So you did your second turn though on that one? Yeah. But I can't, I can't even really roll it out because the butter is just coming through everywhere. Ugh, bummer. I okay. fucked it up. I don't like their description then because like, you want a little more guidance. Well, I feel like that saying that it should be a little bit dry is going to lend people to where this is going to happen. Yeah. Because you really shouldn't be seeing any butter coming out. So I'm just, I'm annoyed because I see, I know better, (laughs) but the good news is, is because we got our salmon cured in the first go around here. I actually have extra time. So we're at section five and this one, Gretchen, is prepping her duxelle ingredients, which is mostly just kind of getting her mushrooms together. Zhuzhing them up in the uh, <laughs> food processor. Oh, we forgot to mention the food processor in the intro. Let's say it now. A food processor is not essential for this. We do talk about it some, but it's sort of an offhand comment about how I don't want to chop up a bunch of mushrooms into teeny tiny pieces. Having a food processor makes the, the process a lot faster. <laughs> A lot easier. Totally. It totally. can be done by hand. It, I think you even say you can put the mushroom, the shallots, and the thyme all in the food processor. This is true because I did not do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did not know I was supposed to. I mean, you're chopping things. Why not make your life easier by chopping them all together? For Duxel, works particularly well. But again, not totally necessary, but does make your life easier. get my food processor out so I can make my duxel. Okay, tell me about the duxel. Duxel. It's basically just really finely chopped mushrooms, a little bit of shallot, a little bit of thyme, and then you cook it down till it's a paste. It's a, a flavorful paste I'm going to put on my meat tomorrow. So you put that on the meat 
inside the first thing I'm going to do is sear the meat. Okay. Then I'm going to lay out a bunch of prosciutto. Okay. And then I'm going to spread the duck cell on the prosciutto. And then you roll the tenderloin up in this mushroom ham envelope sort of thing. <laughs> I can't think okay. of a good word for it right now. Cinnamon and roll. They- <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Roulade. Okay. Fancy. Uh, I did have the option of going fancy because I found serious eats beef wellington recipe, but I decided it was too fancy and I didn't want to fuck with that. Most beef wellington recipes have this duxelle, which is chop up my mushrooms in the food processor. What mushrooms are you using? So I'm using a combination of shiitake and creminis. Mm-hmm. Okay. So gotcha. I'm just going ahead and chopping this up in the, the food processor because when I'm not chopping mushrooms this fine by hand. Fuck that. Nah. Nah. So How many are there? Pound and a half. So it's a, it's a good amount. <laughs> no, thanks. I think as fancy as I want to go with this is maybe perhaps adding some truffle into the mushroom mix. That's pretty fun. Uh, well, you know, I bought a truffle for Thanksgiving, so I have some fresh truffle. That... Oh, that's right. You got a black truffle? Yeah. I have some to use. So I put in like seven or eight mushrooms and then ground it up and it came out just perfect. So. Okay. So just batches. Yeah. That, it's batch, batch thing. One shallot. Okay. Yeah. Chop up my shallot here. What's our time? Seven minutes on the okay. next turn. Oh, this even this recipe even says to do pulse the mushrooms in a... Oh, oh I could have pulsed the mushroom shallots and the time I'm supposed to put in there in it. Bummer. Bummer. right Kenzie it is time for section six and guess what it's whiteboard time whiteboard time and this is where we really get into the types of folds and we learn cool things about puff pastry Kenzie is very (laughs) excited for this section she loves whiteboard time loves it Your number one pupil. Indeed. Oh, we'll have to post a picture of me reading Unicorns or Jerks to her. Uh, it oh, came please. up on my, on my Facebook memories. So. <laughs> oh my God, you have to. Dough. <laughs> Puff pastry dough. Oh, white, whiteboard, whiteboard. Oh, whiteboard. Sorry, not, not Whiteboard. Dough. Whiteboard time. Whiteboard time. So one scratch and talks us through some cool facts about the layers of the puff pastry and explains the different, the two different types of folds you can do. We start to work on the next round of turns. And at this point, I kind of start noticing that the butter is really coming through on mine and had to kind of consistently add more flour to keep it from peeking through. So I think I ended up using a decent amount of flour in this section. I think we both ended up using a lot more flour than we were anticipating. (laughs) Right. Right. You weren't the only one. And then we definitely find out that my dough is not good. (laughs) Right. And has to be redone. So I, this is the stage where I'm making a dough from the beginning for the second time in one day. 
<laughs> I'm insane. <laughs> but she does it for the podcast people. I do it for you guys. I do it for all of you. You would have done that. Re- you would have redone that dough on your own anyways, though. Yeah. Yes, I would have. <laughs> Although, be, be fair, I before we did this, I don't know that I would have done a beef wellington completely from scratch with the dough and everything. That's fair. You're That's welcome. Totally fair. <laughs> oh, but wait till you guys see the pictures. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So many good pictures. So many good pictures. It's whiteboard time. It's whiteboard time, everybody. All right. Here are our facts. So we've kind of already covered that we're doing six turns, which basically just means we're folding it six times. So this is something I read in on food and cooking last night. Once you've done your six turns, there are 729 layers of lean dough interspersed with 728 layers of butter. Yeah. I was was like, that's. That math is mind-boggling. Totally. Uh, But I think this also depends on your fold. So we'll have to talk about the folds in a second. So each each of these layers, though, are so microscopically thin. They're basically the width of a single starch granule. So they're like super, super tiny, like way thinner than paper. Wow. And then how it works to get that puffing when the air starts to expand and then the water in the butter and and from the lean dough starts turning into vapor and it pushes the layers apart. So that's how you get the flake. The air and the moisture leaving the butter? Is that what you said? Right. So as the water converts from liquid liquid water Mm -hmm. into vapor, Mm -hmm. you know, vapor always, when you heat things, they expand. And so vapor... Mm -hmm expands and so it just kind of pushes all those little microscopic layers of dough apart just a little bit a little bit a little bit a little bit so so cool talk about our fold question Um, real quick what's the difference between this and making a croissant uh, so croissants generally it's very similar so that's why i said there's a few things that are like this because these are all laminated dough Lamination is just that folding around the butter. So it's very, very similar. But but usually croissant has a yeasted lean dough versus this where you're just getting your expansion from that air vapor lift. Whereas in in that sort of thing, you're going to get, you're also going to get lift from the yeast eating the starch and converting that into gas. Um, And you do develop the gluten a bit more for that type of thing. So it's a little bit, okay. it's different, but it's very similar. So these are our two different types of folds that they generally recommend for puff pastry. I love and the illustrations. Thank you. <laughs> Collaboration, me and mom, mom wrote the words. Mm-hmm. I drew the things. So beautiful. <laughs> My handwriting is terrible. So I think you're not always getting that 700 number. I think you're more likely to get that with the book fold because you're incorporating a little, a few more layers into your dough. So the recipe we're using is having you use a single or a letter fold, which is just three pieces going together. So you're not gonna end up with quite as many layers. And this is probably good for something like a Wellington where you don't need as much lift versus something like um, a milfoui uh, dessert where you want a little bit more lift on it, you would probably do the book fold, which is actually four layers. 
So like the book fold is folding it a quarter, one quarter of the dough each in towards the center and then folding that in half like a book, mm-hmm. which I did first was the singular letter where you take a third and fold it over one third of the dough. And then you take the bottom third and fold it over that. And there you go. Mm-hmm. really getting into the rest period for our well the beginning of my dough my second dough and Becca is chugging like right along with hers and so while the those are resting I start making my duck cell not a sauce not a sauce duck cell is just mushroom shallot and thyme in case we haven't covered that thoroughly enough so far (laughs) and do you want to know the cool fact I learned today about this is that duck cell because I was like what is what does this word mean so it was named for the French Marquis d'Orcelles with a small d and a little, what the fuck they call it, thing, and then capital U-X-E-L-L-E-S. So it was named after a person. It's not a food word that came from some other thing that describes the food. So It doesn't mean like fresh herb paste. No. (laughs) It's named after somebody. It's named after somebody. (laughs) Although this is... Let, let me put the caveat, this is Epicurious, and there are a couple of grammatical errors in this in this, in this uh, article. I, I have serious doubts about this validity, so I might have to do more research. We'll see where I'm at. <laughs> this is our third round. This is uh, my third round of turns, and Gretchen's second round of turns on her new dough at this point also. We start to talk you through what the plan is when we pick up part two the next day. Yes. So you'll get kind of where things are headed, a good general outline. Wait, I'm sorry. I think I said this was your second turn. And I think at this point, it's just your first, your first round of turns. My first round of turns. Okay. You did your third round of turns. And you're on your first. So confusing. It gets confusing. Yeah. (laughs) This is why we're trying to do this. Exactly, because we're confused too. (laughs) We have no idea. We just don't. But yeah, very important to getting this right is having your butter not falling out of your dough. So (laughs) yeah, this is a horrible nightmare mess. Horrible nightmare mess. Oh, it's really bad. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm the one that's just going, I'll just keep going with it. <laughs> and I could perfectly well stop and just not do anything else with it. I'm like, but I might, I might not roll it again. Um, I might just turn it into some biscuits, which I know my parents will be horribly disappointed to hear that I'm going to oh, make biscuits. Of course, that, that is just, oh, I fucked such up. news. Oh no, now we get on croute and biscuits. I mean, Wellington and biscuits. And- yeah, <laughs> Wellington <laughs> and biscuits. My dad's crying. He's so sad. You should oh, see his face. I can, just, I can picture you can imagine the agony. Uh, crushed. Like, oh, completely. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to bother with this anymore because it's terrible. I like, I have, my dough is now on my my rolling pin. So now I got to clean my bowl. Oh God. Pin. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is, this is no go. Absolutely not. Not happening. All right. Oh, I have to make my book, bu- my butter block. Oh, right. Uh, 
Butter block time. Let's see if I can move. Okay, my butter is coming through a lot. You're, so you're starting to see your butter come through a lot too? Yeah. Shaggy. I think shaggy is where we went wrong. Too shaggy. I think too shaggy. Oh, come on. Dough is really uncooperative. Not coming off the thing. Butter coming out everywhere. Yeah, same. My God. Well, at least you got. I'm like almost afraid that yours is going to be the same. Well, I'm afraid. I I don't want to keep rolling it right now because I feel like the butter is just getting. It's just like going to melt out or something. Well, Um, and that that is exactly what will happen. I mean, I'm on my second turn. Second turn. So I'm almost done with this step. What I do with that other half a pound of butter that I gotta sacrifice the pastry gods now. Ugh, Aww. Well, now to the biscuit gods. Yeah, biscuit gods. They're gonna be. They'll be fine. But I think <laughs> I might have a better method for this one. Butter block uh, round two. Butter block round two. Turn that around. I have six minutes. All right, six minutes counting to get this block done before I run out six of space. Six minutes on the block. <laughs> Six minutes on the block. Oh, right. And I was going to do this. Use some parchment paper. When we Why? do our last two turns, we put it back into a letter fold and it goes in the refrigerator like that. Is that right? Correct. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Possible drawback to the paper. Paper sticking to the butter. Nuggets. Yeah, nuggets. Have I gone too far? Too warm? Yeah, not quite four inches square, but fuck it. Put it in. Yeah. <laughs> So then we find ourselves in our last section where Gretchen's doing her second round of turns. I'm finishing up my last. So if you've been tracking us, that means it's four rounds of turns total with rest periods in between each. And I uh, also keep working on those, making my uh, mushrooms nice and pasty. So pasty, <laughs> pasty, <laughs> like a paste. Trying to make it like a paste. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, then we're tired and we just kind of shut down and go to bed. So. <laughs> oh my God, seriously. We both are so tired after day one. <laughs> so, duck cell. At least enough time for me to start it. Now I need more butter. All right, turn my pan on. And this is so much mushroom. <laughs> wow. I mean, it was slightly more than, I guess it was like closer to two pounds of mushroom. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gretchen and I cook like measurements. I don't need any measurements. No. And, and then relentlessly heckle people on nailed it who don't measure things. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Put a little truffle powder. So this has carob powder in it. Mm. Natural flavors. Salt and black truffle. Mm. All right. Well, let's see what that does. (laughs) A little bit of that in there. I was uh, doing, like, looking at Kenji's, and his is, you know, it's got, like, foie gras, and (laughs) I was like, I feel like that's too much. 
for, mm-hmm. for beef wellington one step too much i feel like i had this on a really high heat must have had a lot of moisture in it i would expect to see a little bit more browning by now sorry did you use olive oil i used butter butter okay yeah but it told me to use it wasn't just me i know i just didn't remember what you said <laughs> just because you know how i am about butter well i mean butter is just ugh, the best thing in the world yeah it's so good Oh, I have the cute. Do you follow my animal page, my land of fur and bunny Instagram? I want. I are you talking about the the, the video with the bunny and? Okay, DJ. is that Aria? Yeah, she's so big. <laughs> she, I, I like did not recognize grown. her. At first. I was like, "What? Yeah. Who is this other rabbit that you've now acquired?" She looked so big. Well, I, for a second, I was like, is that pod? And I was like, no, it's not pod. It almost looked like a small dog. And I was like, is she dog sitting? Like what's happening? And then I was like, oh, it's Aria. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of that right away. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't sober. Yeah. (laughs) Oh wait, no, it was this morning. I was. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That was a really mean mean laugh. (laughs) All right. I might have to turn it down now. It's starting to get like Really brown, really crispy. <laughs> I do want that kind of color, but not that fast. How long till we need to, how much time? Five minutes. Good God. Is this the longest time ever? I think I could probably go now because I was doing the turns on the other piece, not the new piece I'm making. So I can probably actually start on that. Oh, you're going to do turns on the new one. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm going to do an experiment. Um, I am pleased with this new dough. Better. Yeah. Oh, the timer's going off for me. Um, okay. Okay, little dough. Let's try this again. Oh, yes. Oh, this is so much better. Yay. That's great. Fucking kitchen lying to me. Yeah. All right. This isn't too bad. I think my butter is just like melting quickly, which I mean, is what it is, I guess. Oh, wait. I'm supposed to turn this over. Oh, this looks great. Oh, man. Much better, huh? Oh, so much better. Great. I'm going to do a book fold. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. I might do a book fold on this one, too, because it ended up just a little bit longer than my other ones. Oh, there you go. Solid plan. Solid plan. Level up. (laughs) (laughs) I need, like, a little thing that ratchets up so I can leave this in one place and not touch it. Yeah. Actually, I should probably have that anyway. Probably be good for my back. Yeah. Do things up here versus down here. Yeah. Maybe I finally have invented the thing I'm going to invent. This is the thing. This is the thing. Well, hell or high water, I think, is going to be the the thing. (laughs) But uh, I I didn't invent THC-infused water, though. Somebody else has already done that. So a particular good bend on it. Yeah. Okay. Oh no. I'm got I'm getting some breakthrough on my uh, my butter. Doesn't seem to be consistently. Yeah, through. that's what's that was what was happening with me on my second turn. At this point, I've kind of just been adding flour to each layer as I go. Okay. Well, I feel like that's fairly valid to do. Yeah. All right. So you are you're done now, right? Yeah, I have uh or do you have one more set of turns? I have one more one more wait. Yeah, I have one more roll out. One more fold and roll out. And I just did a letter again. Yeah. Rotate. 
flower go. Okay. So yeah, you've done your six turns now. So yeah, I've done the turns. I'm just doing the last rollout roll to 12 by six. Yeah. It's actually a pretty good consistency at this point. Well, I said that and then I flipped it over and it's all leaky. Ah, uh, fucking leaky dough. Fucking leaky dough. So I, I'm flat. I flowered the bottom of my, or the top of my Your dough. Uh, plastic wrap. Uh, the bottom of my dough. Yeah. I got both right. sides that time. All right. I am on my last fold. Little letter guy. Yay. All right. So tomorrow, so you'll do your beef steps of searing and wait, did you finish? Yeah. You said what you finished as it's the cinnamon rolls. What? Wait, <laughs> sorry. Your beef Wellington. You said you roll, you put out like a parchment and then you put prosciutto, the duck cell, and then the seared steak, and then you roll it up, the cinnamon roll. Yes. Okay. And then put that so in the fridge. So what do you do after that? So okay. that's the first half, basically. And you got to let it chill for about half an hour. Then you're going to, the next okay. would be rolling it up into the pastry. All right. Season the tenderloin, which I'm also going to put mustard on it, because that seems to be kind of a thing that most people seem to recommend. Then roll it up in the mushroom, prosciutto mm, mushroom thing. Put it in the fridge and let it chill for about 30 minutes, I think, is what it said. Heat my oven to 425. Roll out the puff pastry. Then I roll my tenderloin in the pastry and tightly roll. Crimp the edges with a fork to seal well and roll it back in plastic wrap and chill for 20 minutes. And then bake. Does that tell you what's happening? I can't remember if I've said everything (laughs) else. I think so. <laughs> I was just thinking tomorrow we'll pick up. You'll start searing your your uh, tenderloin. Tenderloin. Yeah. And then I'll start making my filling, my cream cheese based yes. filling. Yeah. So you'll start with that. And uh, then we'll go from there. Yes. Okay. That will be the first steps tomorrow. Oh my gosh. This is a big weekend. Yeah. I mean, I don't really want to ask this now after we've done all this. And I also wonder, what is the real difference going to be between homemade and store-bought puff pastry? Right. You may not want to ask me that question right now. (laughs) After we've done all that work, yeah. (laughs) Not a lot is the answer. Okay. Which is why it's pretty widely available. We're just doing this because I'm special and I'd like to torture you. Uh, (laughs) I got to try all the, I got to try it. So I got to try, try it once. Yeah. You got to try it once. Like, yeah. If you're ever able to, you know, be on some sort of baking show, <laughs> you should have at least made pa- puff pastry one time. Right. Okay. Yeah. In the fridge you go for a little overnight sleep, little guy. Oh, all right. Well, I'm just going to finish cooking my duck cell. Okay. How much longer or- will that take? I hope not too much longer, right? Because most of the stuff, the pictures I've seen, it's pretty dark brown, and I'm still mm-hmm. like sort of in a gray brown area right now. Like Got it's it. supposed to be very pasty, so it may end up taking another 15 minutes. It may end up taking another half hour. I'm not entirely sure. So I see. What's your heat level at at this point? I turned it down to about halfway right now. Cause I had it, okay. I, I, I've got it in my big pan and I had it on power boil 
And that was working really nice to get a lot of the moisture out at first, but I didn't want it stupid that quickly, especially because I was yeah. doing something else. And right now right. it's sort of long and slow, get the moisture out, develop the flavors. Although I can smell the carob in the in this mix. Got mm. like a chocolatey kind of quality to it. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's making this mix smell kind of chocolatey. That's fun. This morning I, I thought I was losing my sense of smell and now I'm like I can smell the chocolatey notes of the carob powder that I put in there so clearly right. I don't have COVID um, so you can smell well I guess you don't have that version of COVID well so that's the end of part one right so we got our puff pastry in we are gonna do a quick test of it when we start tomorrow to make sure it's in good shape before we wrap all of this protein in it right um, expensive stuff exactly if it's not we will use our frozen puff pastry and keep going yep that's right <laughs> contingency plans yeah right. we we were we were thinking about the potential of this i mean we we even like i because i started to worry last night that we were gonna have enough puff pastry and so I actually like weighed all the ingredients to make sure that at least in weight, we were going to end up with what they were recommending. Right. I was like, oh shit, I don't yeah. want to find out tomorrow that we might not have enough. Right. Okay. So that's, that's part one. Part one. And we will time travel for a couple, probably 24 hours. Yep. And then. Well, not quite 24. Up. Yeah. Not quite 24. <laughs> so we'll time travel. We'll be back. We'll be back for the rest. I'm excited. Woo. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the first part of our on crude series. Puff pastry. And yeah, all the puff pastry and the curing, all the hot curing salmon action you could ever want. And making duck cell. There's a lot happening busy episode busy episode so join us on january 5th where you can pick up with part two and hear one how the puff pastry comes out you can figure out how our world level five adventure goes and then we are wrapping our protein or making we're finishing up all of the components that go inside the uncrute and the wellington and we are roasting our asparagus and then, of course, learning things and talking about tons of other random things, as always. Thanks for yeah. joining us for another High Gluttony. We hope to see you on the 5th. Yeah. High Gluttony. <laughs> we just have to say High Gluttony at every closing now. <laughs> I don't know. It's either it that or the end or... There, sometimes yeah. we just cheer <laughs> cheers yeah maybe we could have like a go get hg or i don't know go go hg go go hg go go hg, <laughs> go, go, HG power <laughs> i guess that could work <laughs>
everybody. Welcome to High Gluttony. This is on Crute Part 2, or as we're calling it, Puff Puff Pastry Continued. I'm Becca. And I'm Gretchen. And we pick up Part 2 with Gretchen working on her second batch of dough that she made in Part 1. I'm continuing with my first batch. Our salmon has been curing overnight and our dough has been resting overnight. And so the the recipes we're working from, just as a refresher, because I don't know if you're binging these or if you're (laughs) separating them. So we've got salmon en croute recipe from BBC Good Food that Becca's using. Our puff pastry came from the kitchen. Again, that's kitchen without the E at the end. And my beef wellington recipe came from delish.com with uh, influences from other parts of the internet, I guess. That's <laughs> how I put right. that. <laughs> so we pick up this episode with pretty much wrapping our proteins in the dough that we'd made, preparing our side dishes and some mise en plots. And then Gretchen makes some fun snacks, which we'll describe a little more, but do you want to tell them about your snacks that you made? I I had some cheese curds I'd gotten from the farmer's market and some salami from Trader Joe's. And I did some little puff pastry spiraled snacky things. Snacky uh, things. Well, in honor of my old days in the kitchen when you made little random snacky things out of scraps that were going to get thrown away. You could, could make yourself some snacks sometimes. We'll throw some pictures out there. Uh, but I had to use up my puff pastry from the store because I left it on the kitchen counter like a big dum-dum. So (laughs) there had to be snacks. Yeah, there had to be snacks. And we decided that'll be the title of Gretchen's first autobiography. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, the first one. Exactly. There There will will be be snacks snacks. and extra snacks, I believe, is the the working title. Yeah. Yeah. And then more. And then more snacks and a few more, (laughs) even more snacks. It's a very long title. (laughs) So we're we're continuing with having a a ton of videos from this filming uh, and also further batches of dough that I have now made because I'm obsessed with making puff pastry at home now. (laughs) So we hope you all enjoy that. You can see those on Instagram highgluttony.com, YouTube, or Facebook. We're on all those socials. And uh, there are five sections in this part two of the On Crute series. So you can look forward to hearing some little snippets at the beginning of each section from us to make sure you understand what, what's happening. Yeah, we found this one to be a little more cohesive and yet we thought it might be helpful if we talked you through the pieces a little bit more. Uh, I mean sometimes stream of consciousness isn't the best way to record a podcast (laughs) I guess. It's hard to be charming and scripted. Sorry. No it's hard. So we're trying to help with these little new intros for you. Have fun. We hope you enjoy this. We hope you make it and let us know how it turns out for you. Bon appétit. Bon appétit. All right, here we are at part one. We're rolling out our dough. It's been in the fridge overnight, chilling out. At the same time, Gretchen is working on, that's me, Gretchen, I am here, uh, (laughs) talking about myself in the third person. (laughs) 
I'm about to uh, sear my tenderloin. Becca is chopping her herbs to go into her cream cheese mix that goes between the two salmon filet and throwing together a little uh, cucumber and red onion pickle that goes on the side. Yeah, most importantly in this section, what we're doing though was a brilliant idea Gretchen had the day before, or I guess the in part one, which is that we should probably do a test run of our pastry before we wrap a bunch of protein in it and put it in the oven only to figure out that it didn't come out right. So we're kicking off this part with trying to test that out. Gretchen gets hers going first and then I pick up when I can and stay tuned for how it turns out. Just because I'm, I'm getting my pans screaming hot right now. Uh, very, very hot, like had weird, tough places in it. And now I'm like freaking out because I'm like, what if the second batch is just this bad? Like, I don't understand yeah. why this is terrible. Like, it's so, like, so bad. So should I get my oven on? Should, are we going to do a quick test of test. it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's um, right. And it's 425, I think. I, uh, yes gonna roll do a roll out first because I mine's not rolled out completely yet mine mine's still in the fridge so yeah mine is too and it's mine's still on my the last fold I just rolled it a little bit and then stopped this is what mine looks like right now can you show me again it still looks like a book yours is really thin mine or I guess mine's much thicker I did roll it some but you have a little bit more work to do I guess so because I was starting to roll it out last night and I was like, oh no, I don't, I don't need to do that right now. So, right. <laughs> so I'm going to roll mine out. Are you leaving your fill pat under it or? I'm leaving your- mine on the, the roll pad just so I can move it around a little bit easier. I think I'll totally. Help. What's the final size supposed to be? Okay. We haven't read the last step. So, okay. We're picking up. We've chilled our puff pastry overnight. We've both been curing our salmon since yesterday. And at this point, we've got our oven set to 425. We are supposed to roll out the puff pastry dough to between one fourth and one eighth inches thick. Use the dough as is to make a large tart or cut the dough into whatever shapes you need. Transfer them to tart pans or baking sheets. Uh, There's a little note that says, if the dough feels very soft and warm at this point, chill for another 30 minutes before baking. We start at 425 and we actually lower the temperature while baking. Oh, cool. Does that make a difference then on if you have a gas or electric oven? Theoretically, a little bit, yes, because an electric will maybe hold a little bit more heat than a gas, but not Uh so much where I'd be really overly concerned. It's not quite the same as like with a glass cooktop where for electrics, you know, you're going to have a lot more heat retained. Not the squarest pastry around. (laughs) That baking that that not good batch was just like, oh God, this is terrible. Oh, right. So what'd you end up doing with it? You didn't, you probably didn't turn it again, right? No, I just baked it. It had almost no flavor to it. And then it had weird (laughs) dry, really tough parts in it. And and it was just kind of a nightmare. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, wow, this is really terrible. <laughs> you didn't have amazing biscuits with your chicken last night, huh? No, no, they were really, really <laughs> shitty biscuits. And we ended up eating them before we ate the chicken. So that was fine. Um, right. <laughs> although this, this should just tell you what my family is like or, you know, what, what sort of thing would happen. Even if I was here by myself, most of it's been eaten. <laughs> 
That's great. <laughs> all right. I think I've got mine almost thickness I want here. Okay. A little bit more. Really Are you doing a quarter inch or closer to an eight? A little closer to an eight, I think. Okay. It's not quite that thick, just because of the size of my roast here. I've, and it. I've got it out in front of me so I can kind of get a good idea. Although this dough is a lot nicer than that other one, the really bad one that I made last night. So well, that's good. <laughs> I think we'll be good. So just more water then. Yeah, more the water. It really needed more water. Because I think part of why there were really horrible tough parts was trying to decide, figure out if we needed to brush this with egg wash. I think we egg wash our things, right? Our your yours I at least has an egg wash. It does. Yes. I don't know if it's right away though. Not right now. No, I was just trying okay. to determine if we need really needed to egg wash our other bits since it's just cosmetic. I'm not going to worry about that. I see. Got it for our test test. Yeah, our test piece. Yeah, Got and it. I'm just taking this, the, making the sides of mine square and taking. I'm going to take the pieces that I cut off and bake them. I, I'm laughing because I know you said test piece, but it kind of sounded like testes. We're <laughs> 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 I'm gonna bake. We're not gonna. We're not baking we're not gonna, any testicles today. No, we're not. That is not part of the plan. And we're um, certainly not egg washing them. And we're definitely not egg washing our any <laughs> testicles. <laughs> I don't own any testicles, so <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> you have resident accessible testicles, but not. That's uh, true. They do don't actually belong to you. So, but if I needed them. <laughs> If you needed a <laughs> egg wash, you at least have some there. You might be able to regroup. Have you looked at your salmon? How much water? No, I haven't. You? Let me put my, so my puff pastry, I think is real good here. I guess I didn't really look at your, the size of your salmon yesterday. Here's my salmon. Oh man. They're pretty big pieces. Okay. They are big. Yeah. So. But if your, your pieces, if your puff pastry is about the same size as mine, I think you'll be great. Um, okay. You'll be totally set okay so, plastic wrap over the top of this and then I'll go grab my salmon so I can show you what my salmon looks like I might leave mine to cure another day or two since I'm not using it today got it apparently a fair amount of water because I just tipped the tray a little bit and there's <laughs> a bunch of water just dropped on me so when it might have yeah, been I had a lot to have I don't know if oh you yeah can see that right yeah I think I might transfer this to something else to let it cure a little bit more. How much longer did it take you to finish the duck cell yesterday? I think I let it cook for another 20 minutes. I really didn't necessarily need to let it cook that long. I was just trying to get a lot of the moisture out of it. Although today, it's interesting because it smells really good. Truffle powder really, must have done some good work in there. Nice. But when I looked at the recipe later, though, it was definitely 20 to 25 minutes or something like that. And I was like, oh, I think I've been cooking this for like 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop. Do I need to cut mine in two pieces? Yes and no. Okay. Sort of depends on what you want to do, because you uh -huh. very well could just put the fish in and then put fold it over. So okay. you don't have to okay. go either way. I probably won't cut it. Because it's really up to you. We're kind of following that recipe, but you can kind of decide what what you feel like right. doing. Oh, okay. Right. My salmon is real stuck together. So did you already like rinse yours off? I haven't rinsed it yet. I just pulled it out. Put a little bit more salt underneath of that because the skin side that was down is really nice and dry, and mm -hmm. well cured. And the other half is not. 
not as much solid so i'm flipping it over i see can i show you my dough do you think this is big enough oh i would i would think so okay i hope so all right i'm going oh my god i'm okay. so excited I'm, just kidding. I'm so excited yeah oh my god okay i'm putting my my test pieces of mm. pastry in the oven okay thing i've been roasting some garlic today too oh nice i bought some garlic on friday and then came home and promptly found out that i did not need to buy any more garlic so <laughs> of course. a little uh a little more uh the word i'm looking for here uh garlicky <laughs> um i need some gro- roasted garlic because i don't have any mm. so yeah, that was sort of where i was trying to going trying to going <laughs> trying to go in there <laughs> I haven't chopped up any of my stuff for the uh, filling. Oh, I think you've got time because I've got, okay. since mine's going to take a few minutes to assemble, I, I haven't even started searing it yet. So okay, great. Do that. How are all my cutting boards being used right now? <laughs> any, I need to send you cutting boards for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. <laughs> I'm going to put some grapeseed oil in my very, very, very hot pan. I okay. left it in the oven while the oven was preheating. So it's like really hot. And then I'm, I've am i got it on medium high heat. Go with the tenderloin. Oh, I can hear that. Let's see if I set off the smoke alarms today. <laughs> Is it okay to have some stem with my watercress? They're ten- should I, okay. they, they should be tender enough. Okay. Actually, can you hold it up so I can see it? Yeah, this is sure probably like the biggest one. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. It's, yeah, that, I was hoping that was the type you had. How many, how many ounces are you cooking? Or pounds? <laughs> so, uh, actually, I didn't weigh it. But the whole loin I got yesterday was five and a quarter pounds. Wow. And I cut it up so that I had some steaks. And then I've got like a little, the tail end of filet I've got wrapped up as a little tiny roast. Okay, I'm just putting in a piece of my dough because my oven wasn't hot. hot. Yeah. How big of a piece did you do? Oh, it's yeah, pretty small. I mean, I just took the little end pieces. Yeah. Like, okay. That's perfect. That'll tell okay. you what you need to know. I like trying to take a video and I think I've just been standing in front of it the whole time. <laughs> oh, shit. Shut the oven, girl. Uh, it's been 10 minutes? No, I opened the oven and like, like a big dummy. But no, it looks beautiful. I look great. It's puffing. Yay. It's doing it's what puffing. it's supposed to do. Of course. Puffing. Puffing. It's puffing like puff pastry. You oh, did I'm so, it. So scared that I'd really fuck this up and then like just forced you to do this terrible thing um, <laughs> that you were going to be like, why did you make me do this? Please never do this to me again. I can hear all the searing sounds. That's yeah. fun. You might hear me chopping my watercress for my filling. Okay, so while Gretchen is searing her tenderloin, I am making the filling that goes between the two salmon pieces. Watercress, cream cheese, dill, lemon, zest, and juice. Smoked salt, which I don't have. And then flour for dusting, egg yolks for egg wash. Well, that's not going in your That's not going in your <laughs> No, but this has it just as like for the uncrute. And so yeah. I just kept reading. So I had to tie my roast to make sure it stayed straight. And my tying, uh-huh. I, I, I haven't tied a roast in a really long time because I haven't done anything mm-hmm. that requires like, you know, perfection or <laughs> sure. exactness in a while. So I'm proud of my, my tying. Nice job. Did a good job. I did. I'm gonna just stand this puppy up on the, on the end for a minute. 
here because part of what we're trying to do here is make sure that it's not going to produce basically you're trying to get the, so the the juices will stay inside the meat a little bit of this beer and it helps develop the flavor is our Maillard reaction going on here you might have to repeat that after you're done searing got it but that's cool pretty nice sear all around there not my most amazing <clears throat> searing ever but <laughs> but it is seared it is seared. And I didn't set up the fire alarm. Yay. Yay. For once. <laughs> so you were saying you sear the meat beforehand like that. Why? To help keep some of the juices inside the meat. And, oh. and just for flavor development. Going back to our Maillard reaction like we did with the caramelized onions. My puff pastry looks beautiful. How's, how's yours? Look? I have just a few minutes left. Ten minutes is up. I'm going to get my... Small pieces out of the oven. Because I had a couple smaller pieces and a couple fatter pieces. So I'm going to get the little ones out. I think they're done. They're pretty brown at the end. So I'm pretty sure they're done. <laughs> Good. Oh, shit. I almost dropped the plate. <laughs> Those in. Turn it down to 375. But no, this looks this looks great. I hope yours are in the same vein. I hope so, too. I guess we'll find out. Mm, I love dill. I got really excited. I bought a dill plant this year and it actually grew which is a, a cool a really nice thing to have happen and uh my yeah. the, the resident snails didn't destroy it even better and and i basically just took all the seeds off and put them back in the pot and they're all starting to grow so i was very excited to see that the other day oh this is beautiful that's great oh yay really nice and flaky oh maybe not quite baked in the center it's a little tough okay I may have needed it a little bit more than I needed to. <laughs> needed. Mm-hmm. More kneading than needed. <laughs> and I think we could have maybe added a little more salt. Okay. But as far as homemade puff pastry goes, good deal. Right. Okay. My 10 minutes is almost up. I'm going to grab it real quick. I don't know. I don't know. All right. But show it to me. Uh-oh. Oh, that looks pretty good. Really? Actually. Yeah. Because you're not going to get, a, so- a, it, it's not going to lift a ton. I mean, it like, did there, I guess there are layers. But yeah, like I can kind of see your layers. Like this is, this is mine. Oh yeah. So, okay. Because yours yeah. is just a little bigger. It's just a little bit bigger. Okay. So yeah, I think you're good. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. You did, you did it. You did it. Ah! Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so excited. This is amazing. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Watch, I like fuck up the salmon now. <laughs> you know what? You've done the hard part. If you've got good puff pastry, I say, yeah. even if you fuck up the salmon, you should be like, you know what? I really, I did the harder part. Okay. Like, exactly. <laughs> okay. So we are in section two. And at this point, Gretchen is about to start wrapping up her tenderloin with the layers of prosciutto and duxel. And I, the way that I interpreted it over video is that it's wrapped up kind of like a cinnamon roll. <laughs> and, and the very important thing for any time you're doing something wrapped in puff pastry is keeping it cold. And one of the most important things that I learned from watching the Great British Bake Off when they did this was that shit has to rest. You cannot <laughs> put it warm into the oven and expect to be successful. Your dough will just melt off the sides. So very important for that 
getting it wrapped and letting it rest for about a half hour before you put it into the oven. Yeah, don't, no, no pastry melting. No one wants melted pastry. We <laughs> no. want baked, crispy pastry. Well, and you certainly don't want to go through all of that work and then have it melt out just because your meat is hot or warm even. I'm sorry, I have to say this the way you wrote it out because I think it's hilarious. I just noticed. <laughs> alert! <laughs> Melting can occur! <laughs> alert, alert! <laughs> warning, warning! warning. <laughs> You're working on your cream cheese filling. Here's the re- mm-hmm. the next steps on my side. So I've got my my seared okay. tenderloin, and now I got to I got to take my uh, string off of it. I'm basically gonna do all this on a video one shot video. So hopefully I can do this really fast. So I've got to place. Oh, okay. So they they cook their or they actually put their their mushrooms into the same pan that they cook their tenderloin in, which would give it more flavor, but it's not essential. Fine. So I'm going to start by placing a piece of plastic wrap down on my work surface, then overlapping so that it's twice the length and width of the tenderloin. I'm shingling prosciutto in a layer till it's big enough to cover the entire tenderloin. Then I'm putting the duck cell on top in a thin layer over the prosciutto. I'm going to season my tenderloin, and then I'm actually going to put some Dijon mustard on it. This came from mm-hmm. a couple different recipes. I think one of them was even like Gordon Ramsay's or something like that. So, And I think that the, the New York Times recipe also said to put much mustard on it. And I was like, well, I love mustard on beef, so that sounds like a great idea. Sold. All right. So I'm going to season and then put mustard on my tenderloin and place at the bottom of the prosciutto. Roll meat into the prosciutto mushroom mixture using plastic wrap to roll tightly. Tuck ends of prosciutto as you roll, and then twist the ends of the plastic wrap tightly into a log and transfer to the fridge to chill. Okay. Okay. You got this. I got this. I can do it. Little mouth puff pastry needs to get me through. Um, Oh my God. It tastes so good. It's really nice. I'm very, I'm very pleased and I'm glad I'm chopping. I'm sorry. You're still chopping. I don't know why I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I just wanted to let you know if you could hear it. Yeah. All right. Um, Okay. You're very pleased with it. Yeah. I'm very pleased with the the puff pastry and I'm mad at my first version, but right. But that's not going to do me too much good at this point so uh, right we're at where we're at probably do this this way i don't know i don't know which way is better season up this tenderloin a little bit more have you smoked not not a lot just a little hit a minute of a little bit ago it's very intense and i was very focused on figuring out if the the puff was gonna work or not oh my god the bigger pieces look so good oh, oh I'm, so I'm excited, excited too hot to pick up I was like I'm gonna show you and I was like no 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 <laughs> no you're not no, no no don't don't do that a large spoon and my brush now I'm just gonna take some Dijon out of my jar here put it on the plate so I'm t- taking the mustard I'm actually brushing it on um so I get a nice thin layer okay my meat has a little crevasse so I'm gonna shove some mustard into the crevasse I love mustard <laughs> Plus, yeah, I just like, I love mustard and beef together. It's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy salmon with Dijon too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Dijon is good stuff. It really is. Uh, there's some moisture on the outside of my roast that I'm hoping isn't going to, of course, I am going to put it in the, the fridge because of, as I learned from the, uh, watching the Great British Bake Off, Baking Show, 
you got to chill that shit down. That's don't right. I think you can't. Or it like melts out. Yeah. I don't want melted Wellington. I don't. Not the first time I attempted anyway. Maybe the next <laughs> time I could do it that way, but no. Not for our New Year's episode. Not our New Year. We're not kicking off 2021 like that. Hell no. Next step, the fling wrap out. Maybe don't put the uh, that plastic packs of prosciutto right next to the hot sheet pan. That might not end well. Gonna This is going to have to rest for at least 20 minutes in the fridge. Oh, I never turned my temperature down. Fine. You had a small piece. I think you really only need to do that. Like my small pieces were done in the in the first 10 minutes really. So I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. Okay. It did what we, we wanted to check it would do. So you really didn't need to like go the full, do the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Got my nice big sheet cling film down on the counter. And we're going for prosciutto. How's your filling going over there? Good. I need to rinse my salmon and let it dry. And then I need to get my yolk, egg yolks together. Oh, I need to do that too. And then we'll probably do our asparagus towards the end, right? I was thinking I'd probably just toss it on the same sheet tray as the roast once we get it, mm-hmm. once it gets towards the end of the cooking. Mm, hello, prosciutto, my, my old friend. Now I have to chew through my mouthful of prosciutto. Oh, I mean, obviously you had to taste it. Yeah, to go consult the uh, pictures. Their, their duck cell was much more pasty. Mine is definitely quite dry. <laughs> I better rinse my salmon. Oh, a little pint on that. You know what I forgot to do? Take the twine off of my roast before I brush the mustard all over it. <laughs> all right. Well, now you have some mustardy. I know roast. I'm a mustardy string. Mustardy string. Right. Yeah. Mustardy string. <laughs> okay, I have to turn the water on. Put a little more mustard into the. Uh, as I, I'm enjoying calling it right now, crevasse. <laughs> the, the roast crevasse. Rincey, rincey. Get all the stuff off my hands that I just got on there. All right, here we go. Is that what you said? Yep. I'm rolling. Okay. I can there roll meat. Go. I can't roll a joint to save my life, but I can roll meat to save my <laughs> life. Very different skills. Different. Very different. Yeah. Okay. Which, speaking of, I need to go do that. Roll a joint or have a smoke? <laughs> have a smoke. <laughs> oh, this, this thing is going to be big. <laughs> Mushroomy goodness came out the end. Fold this end, other end in. Oh, oh no, oh no, I've got a hole. I've got a ham hole. A ham hole? Yeah, ham hole. What are we gonna do? Patch it with more ham. Uh. <laughs> okay, quick. <laughs> quick, quick, get the ham. <laughs> more ham. Okay. <laughs> this thing is huge. I did not fully appreciate how thick make this it- would be. Does that make it easier or harder to? Uh, well, apparently I could have used at least one or two more sheets of ham in there, but it's fine. Well, uh, it's in here now. We've committed to this <laughs> level of ham. So, right. <laughs> All right. Going into the fruit. 20 minutes on the clock. 20 minutes. Welcome to section three. So we've wrapped our proteins. We're getting them in the fridge to chill. Becca is finishing up her cream cheese filling. And we uh, have a a discussion about egg wash. uh, Because Becca's instructions say egg yolks only. 
and the instructions I was using said whole egg. We did determine that the egg yolk only kind really did give you a little bit better color. I, I think we talk about that, but it's been a minute since I listened to it. We do. We talk okay. about it. Um, yeah, we do. But that's a good little recap. That's for yeah. I am wrapping up my salmon finally. The recipe called for two pieces. I just used one piece and folded it over the top. Um, with a little help from Gretchen, you'll hear her kind of guiding me to on how best to place it. And it does end up on my pan a little wonky, but it turns out fine. So again, like Gretchen said though, so once I wrap my salmon in the dough, it goes into the refrigerator to sit for a little bit because we don't want melting dough at any stage and any protein. Again, alert! Alert! Nothing can occur! <laughs> and we, do, we also get our on food and cooking out to talk about denaturing protein because that comes up uh, as part of the eggs, I believe. Wasn't that part of it? I think so. I can't remember exactly how it came up, but it connected to the eggs and the salmon. And it was a really cool, interesting oh, conversation. Oh, it was the salt and the salmon. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah, I forget. I yeah. remember now. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it, interesting thing, because again, it's been a long time since I read about denaturing proteins in depth. So got to do a little refresher every once in a while. Our brains are yeah, like sieves. Things come in, but they also go back out. <laughs> It's a calculated move. What is important today? Uh, and uh, to, to just highlight something we talk about in this section, we, we recorded a pasta episode. We haven't listened to it yet. Uh, we sort of went on a different track after we decided to record it. So now it, it may or may not hear the light of day, depending on sound quality. We might just record a new one. So Yeah, we might record one. But that first attempt was really rough for me. It was the first time I'd made, it wasn't the first time I'd made pasta from scratch, but only like tried two or three or something. But it was the first time I'd used a pasta rolling machine and it was new and the dough was really fucked up. And the combo of the fucked up dough and the new machine with like metal shavings everywhere, it was kind of a disaster. <laughs> so we will probably record it, but again, who knows? But you'll hear us reference that. And we just wanted to clarify what was going on with the missing pasta episode. <laughs> you should just put out a section of episodes someday if we ever find somebody to do audio editing for us and be like, just like hand them all those recordings. Be like, you do all these. And we'll put them out as the lost episodes. So. Yeah. What can you pull from all of this gibberish? <laughs> the lost episodes. That's what we'll just refer to them now. <laughs> the lost, yeah. <laughs> uh, anytime that we bring those up, we'll just call them the lost episodes. <laughs> Last night we watched the the new holiday specials from the Great British Baking Show. How was it? Oh, they were really funny because one of them. Have you heard of the the Netflix show Dairy Girls? Like D E R R Y. It must. Oh be yes, hilarious. <laughs> have you watched it? No, I just I've I've seen it. I just uh, didn't recognize title name, until you yeah. said D E R R Y. Yeah, I was like yeah. I I have to spell it because it's gonna sound like I'm saying dairy. It D A R D yeah A I R Y not D E R R Y. Right. Um. So they had one where <laughs> the the stars of that show actually came on and cooks, and so it was okay. amazing because they're all 
hilarious and none of like only one of them had any <laughs> idea what she was doing they all did really well uh-huh. but um <laughs> but yeah did they have to do like a technical and everything everything the whole nine yards which was great it was awesome because they made them do for the technical it was like the little blintzes with smoked salmon and like a a beet mousse yum so it wasn't horribly challenging but a little bit harrowing you know just challenging enough sure Um, get your heart rate up a little yeah turn my oven back up to 425 because i'm pretty sure my recipe uh, oops nope wrong thing i set a timer for 425 i probably needed a slightly larger piece of plastic wrap should have done like two or three because it wants you to like take the ends and like twist them like little pieces like it's a giant candy roll or something i was not able to do that next time Next time. I just have to do my onion. Okay. I need to go grab an egg to do my egg wash. So your egg wash is supposed to be egg yolks, right? Not a whole egg? Yeah. Yeah, just the yolk. Why why not the white, the egg white? I'm not 100% sure in this case. The yolk Mm -hmm. is, I think, so I have a theory, difficult Mm -hmm. to prove, but... Maybe, but let's try it. But, but like, yeah, here, here, I'm just going to think out loud for a few minutes here. Mm-hmm. Number one is that the, you know, if you're just using the yolk, you get all of that really nice pigmentation that like that nice yellow color. So it'll like enhance mm-hmm. the color of your pastry a bit too. Mm-hmm. And so that's my current thinking, but I, I need to check to see if I'm a egg, a full egg or a part of an egg. One large egg beaten is mine. So it's really depends on what you want to do. I might prefer the egg white only then. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know if I can condone Or that. should I do the whole <laughs> egg? Okay, so I'll do the one, I'll do one whole egg instead of two yolks then. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Because mine just okay. calls for a whole egg. So I'm not sure why yours says egg yolk. From what I know, there's no real yeah. good reason for that. Though maybe I'll do... I'll do a mad Gretchenist experiment and do just yolk on one end and do a whole egg on the other. And then I'll be able to see. That's fun. I told you about how I pasteurized a bunch of eggs a while ago, right? What? No. What? Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> and this is only coming up because I'm using them right now. How do you do that? I Using the sous vide. So you use the sous vide and you bring them up to the pasteurization temperature and then hold them there for, I think it was an hour. And it just helps keep the eggs usable for longer. Mm-hmm. But it uh, it did, like, make the egg yolk, uh, like, it does change the appearance of the egg, as you can see. It's, I like, see. slightly cooked. But my dad got one out of the fridge and didn't realize it because I was it mm-hmm. was sitting on top of uh, the cartons that actually said pasteurized, I think, or I'd moved it or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, he put it out and he was like, oh, my God, what happened to this egg? <laughs> <laughs> And just because it does look like it, you shouldn't eat it, you know? <laughs> right. This can't be right. Although I just, just trying to separate the the pasteurized egg white from the egg yolk was quite challenging. So <laughs> I guess it makes better whole pasteurized eggs versus 
something you'd want to separate. And I had to spend like 20 minutes taking pictures of that be- the pit- the puff pastry I made. I'm so excited about it. Like, it's so beautiful. Nah, it's so pretty. Definitely makes it stick to the shell. This is funny. But considering <laughs> I got these eggs back in like August and they're still good and usable, it's kind of exciting. That's pretty amazing. Definitely changed the consistency of the egg. I could imagine it changing the consistency. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not supposed to be cooking it to the point, but like, since I think because eggs denature at such a low temperature, and you can denature eggs just even by putting acid on them. So what do you mean when you say denature? Actually, you know what? I better grab my book and make sure I know what I'm saying when I'm saying denature. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, hmm, what if I don't actually know what I'm talking about? Or if I'm using the wrong word? Don't want to do that. Get out our, what have I been calling it? O-F-A-C, the OFAC. Uh, <laughs> denaturation of proteins. Okay, so denaturation or the undoing of their natural structure by chemical or physical means so basically it's just anytime you change the protein so chemical means would be like using an acid and that would change your proteins and so then physical is cooking it it's not a change in composition only a change in structure so unlike when we do the thermal decomposition with the sugar which is a change in the chemical makeup this is strictly a structural change of the, the protein. Got it. The salt is denaturing the proteins in your salmon because they're like, it's getting a little, a little bit more structure. It's solidifying mm-hmm. a bit. Well, that would be a um, chemical denat- um, denaturing. So Right. Not a physical. Not, not a physical. Uh, what about making ceviche? Same. That's- yeah. Chemical. Because you're okay. using acid usually to denature Got the it. protein in the fish. Okay. When they say things like you cook it in the acid, that's what, like, you'll hear people use that phrasing sometimes. That's what's happening with that. Got it. I might wrap up my salmon because it has to chill for 30 minutes in the in, puff in the pastry. Crute. <laughs> the in crute. Oh, yeah. In the crute. The puff pa- Guess yeah. I'm going to have to do something with the piff pastry I just bought today because I left it on the counter. Thought I'd put it away. Couldn't find oh, no. it. Now I just found it. Yes, I got to do something with that. Luckily, I have some like peach pie filling in the freezer that I need to use. So maybe I'll make some peach turnovers. If you want, if you wanted to do yours first and I can watch you and like, just so that, okay. you know, like we did with them. Um, what was that thing that we had to like spend ages trying to get it right? Was that the gnocchi dough that we did or the pasta dough? I think it was the first time we did pasta. You kept so meeting. So meeting. I had to do so many passes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I remember now. Yeah, and it kept sticking. Okay. And did you, you've washed oh, your wow. salmon now? Yeah, so I washed it and it's dry. I mean, there's still like a little bit of pepper on it. Oh, that's fine. It's probably fine, right? Yeah, I think yeah. that's okay. We put one of them skin side down. So again, if we're doing our shoe analogy, sole side down. And then fill it up with the cream cheese fill. Or, Top that with the cream cheese filling. Yeah, so you're going to have both your, like you did with the curing, I think you've got both of your skin sides out, right? Uh-huh. The interior pieces meet in the middle with a layer of cream cheese between them. It's a pretty big layer. <laughs> well, don't, feel free to not have to use all of it if you do not want yeah. to. I don't know if I'll use all of it, all of it. And then the other piece goes on top. Again, inside, sock side of your shoe. Right. They're not totally even, so there are a little bit of places there's like 
one layer of salmon and cream cheese, but not another layer of salmon. But that's probably fine. I think that's okay. Yeah. I think you're good. This is going to have, this is going to be pretty thick on the top. Could you move the salmon over a bit? Do you think you could do that? Which way? I would move it. Yes. Yeah. Just a little bit further that way so that you can basically just cover it over because it's pretty much right in the center, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. No, you're you're good. You've made pies before, right? Yeah, but not that many. <gasps> but you so know how you the like edges a little. Yeah, bring the edges together. <laughs> you might want to cut some off because I think otherwise you'll have a huge crust around the edges, and you're gonna be like, "This is unpleasant." I'd trim it so yeah. you have okay. no more than like an inch and a half of dough for your peeling. Okay. okay. Too much still or no? No, I think that's good. Yeah, I think that's a great thing. But yeah, you're gonna be a lot happier with that amount okay. of that amount of edge. <laughs> I've <laughs> tried to roll that much bit that much though. Okay. And then you'd like pinch it? Yeah, I would pinch it together. Not very good at this part at all. This is messy. It's your first try. And you're not on the Great British Bake Off, yeah. so nobody cares. It's true. Okay. Ah, that looks so good. Like a scallop. Okay. You look great. So, yeah, that looks great. And then you're gonna you're gonna brush now with your egg. Should I do the spoon thing? Oh yeah, scales? I would. But you're gonna have to. You're supposed to brush it first and then do the oh. scales. Because basically, you're gonna use that browning action that you're gonna get from the egg wash, and you're basically like taking a little bit of that egg wash off to to really make that scale stand out. Got it. All right. One layer of egg wash going on. All right. Shoot, we were supposed to seal the edge with a little bit of the egg yolk. Seal the edges. Before we closed it. Oh, the line inside, you mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it should be fine. Uh You've you've smushed it together, so I think it's pretty good. Okay. So you're going to do the scale effect you're actually going to do after it's been in the fridge. I see. Interesting method. There's a lot of curious things about this recipe. I mean, it is. It's definitely interesting. So far, it's all working out pretty good. No, I think the, uh, the water thing. The, 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 yes, the well, but you, it worked out for you. It just didn't work out. Well, I ended up putting almost a cup though, because remember yeah. I had that ice in there. So it still was not quite enough water for what I use. I'm going to go get my dough. Okay. You're about to go in the fridge and then I can do mine and you can watch me do mine. Okay. Am I, I'm not supposed to cover this, right? With a plastic or anything? I don't think so. You, okay. you shouldn't need to, because A, you've applied, oops, lost my plastic wrap. No idea where. So you've like applied moisture to the top. So I think even, even they're sort of like aiming to dry it out just a smidge. Oh, I forgot to do preserved lemon. Oh, Shit. no. I should have written it in there. Oh, well. I have them out too. Oh, well. Next time, if you ever yeah. decide to torture yourself like this again. Okay, so section four. Gretchen is starting the process of wrapping up her beef. My salmon is resting in the fridge already wrapped up. I'm also working on the pickle side dish thing, which is the cucumber and red onion based side. And I also forgot to use that. Ultimately, I totally left it on the counter and never touched it again. So just FYI. Well, you did eat it at some point, right? Or did you just throw it away? I tasted it later, but I what I didn't ever eat it with the salmon. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and and this is the section where you get to hear all about my fun little extra pastry snacks. So <laughs> yeah, you can look forward to that in-depth discussion of snacking and wrapping things in pastry, cheese and salami or ham. Oh, I think I did turnovers too later. Oh, I don't think I did. did those during the episode. I did those later. That's right. 
But I made little <laughs> peach right. peach turnovers too. So. Yum. Endless uses. <laughs> I'm starting the rap mine. Had a little bit of a mushroom eruption over here, so just a you know typical mushroom eruption. <laughs> you know, this happens all the time. Uh, <sighs> it doesn't fit. <gasps> oh no. It barely. What fits. do we do? Okay, okay. Phew. We're gonna roll it with a li- the rolling pit a little bit further out. Okay. I'm just gonna get myself another inch or two or inch or so. I'm going to remember to seal mine since we forgot to seal yours. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you follow that step. Here we go. Take two. <laughs> Take two. Okay. Ooh, okay. I think this is working. Okay. Phew. Ends here. What should I do with this little bit of uh, pastry that I have left over? I don't know. You could bake it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just put some jelly on it. Just yeah. <laughs> Dip it in something. Uh, That's great. Uh Yeah. So it's to crimp this with a fork. Sort of going to be a little hard for me to do because it's flat. But then I'm also going to set it seam side down. Um, I'm doing my vinegar pickle thing a little differently than they suggested. Well, that's fine. Why would we ever do anything the way they tell us to do it? It says to, right? It says make to make the pickle, put the cucumber and onion in a bowl, tip the vinegar, sugar, and a pinch of salt into a pan and bring to a boil. Oh. Once the sugar has dissolved, pour over the veg, toss well, and set aside. So I already vinegar I hadn't read that part and I think now I'm just gonna pour it's dissolved now yeah I'm just gonna pour it over the cucumber okay (laughs) yeah go for it do it that way I like it okay this beef wellington is being very fat and not cooperating oh well it's the holidays we've all tried to do something fancy yeah and uh had it not go the way we were (laughs) originally planning has that happened to other people? I feel like it must have. Right. We're going to put that puppy back in the fridge for a little bit. How long does yours sit in the fridge for? I think it said 30 minutes. Okay. I'm going to give it at least at least 20. I'm over here taking pictures of my failed dough next to my good dough. Oh, nice. Oh, I bet I could bake up these little uh, extra pieces of puff pastry here real quick. Ooh, I'm going to be fancy. I'll be right back. Oh, wait. I'm going to be fancy in a different way. <laughs> New fancy plan. New fancy plan. <laughs> fancy plan. I might have all kinds of uses for my puff pastry that I bought and then left out by mistake. Let's try and figure out what you were doing over there. Besides making a mess, I have some of this cream cheese filling left over and I got uh, black sesame crackers by mistake and I thought I might try them with this Ooh. cream cheese stuff. Boredom snacks. <laughs> uh. Mm, it's really good. I bought, I bought cheese curds at the farmer's market yesterday. So I'm going to wrap up some cheese Ooh. curds in the puff pastry. And I'm putting some oh. salami in the puff pastry. So I'm Ooh. making all these weird little finger foods. That sounds great. How are you wrapping it? So the cheese, I'm just kind of wrapping it entirely in, mm-hmm. in the puff pastry. Mm-hmm. And then the soft salami I'm sort of like just wrap I'm wrapping I'm taking the salami and rolling it up and the other one these other ones I did I just wrapped it around it's an experiment of sorts oh fun cheesy thing in my bob so there's cheese uh, in the middle cheese in the middle prosciutto and then kind of a well no I hadn't of, even thought of put, putting cheese in the middle too so hang on let me make at least one of mm, those thought you were doing that no mm-mm, mm. well I'm glad we are talking out loud 
I know. Now we're going to go with a salami with cheese in the center wrapped in the puff pastry. Could be the the title of the book's book of my life. <laughs> There's snacks. Here are snacks. There will be more. There will be more snacks. And I'm like, okay, now I got to get that puff pastry I just bought out and do a few more of these things. You want to know what show I've been watching? And like, I've never heard anybody talk about it, but I'm like, the show is really good. What? Mar- Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I started that. I like it. It's pretty good. I was just like, why is nobody talking about this? And there's but like seven it, it seasons. It had a couple seasons, right? Yeah, seven. Seven seasons. Yeah, that's a lot. A lot. Oh, here we go. Here. Aha. It's all mad Gresham's experiments over here. Natural vehicle for the egg, <laughs> egg, whole egg wash versus just egg yolk egg wash. Here we go. Nice little testing ground. Well, perfect. So basically all of the, the sausage things or the salami things have whole egg. Okay. And then my cheese packety things have <laughs> egg yolk. Yeah. You could already see there's a like pretty significant the egg yolk adds a lot more color. I'm sure. A lot a lot more yellow. Into the oven. Into the oven they go. See how that turns out. <laughs> I like these curds. All right. Lonely goat garlic crazy curd. Mm, that sounds delicious. Yeah. It's really good. It's working really well with the salami too. So just the snacks. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a timer going for when you need to put yours in yeah I ha- well i have three minutes on it being in the three minutes left for it to chill in the refrigerator okay and then mine cooks for 40 minutes mine's the same okay are we going to put them in at the same time is yours chilled enough i might give mine a few more minutes okay because i think i was about 10 minutes behind you or okay. at least 10 I'll, more I- minutes behind you so okay so i'll reset my timer for 10 more minutes plus i just put my snacks in the oven so um, right. We got to put some space between those things. Yeah. And I'm still eating my black sesame crackers with cream with cheese filling. And, yeah. Water. So, the, so, so the filling doesn't suck. Uh-uh. I'm just going to sit down here and watch these little puppies bake. Okay. <laughs> Stretch my back a little bit too while I'm down here. I can multitask. Yeah, you can. What time is it? 1.43. Pretty close to on time. I'm not going to run too far not bad. over. Yeah. What are the black sesame crackers like? I haven't had them on their own yet. I shouldn't taste them, but they're really good. It's Rustic Bakery. Oh. They're sour. The sourdough flatbreads, you know? Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yes, the good stuff. Mm, so good. I ran over to Brown's Valley Market today and they had rustic bakery like little cookies and stuff. And I was like, don't get it. Don't. Mm. <laughs> right. They're so don't good, though. Do it. I know. Those little like lemon shortbread cookies and the chocolate. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah, they had like little, you know, winter shaped ones. And mm. I was like, Even oh, better. Man. I love holiday shaped things. I know. Who doesn't? Right? Ugh. I had to talk about my niece for a second because man is she cute and oh boy, she's oh my god, to yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, she's getting big. Yeah, she's uh, apparently she's quite actually literally quite small. Oh. You know. She's just a little girl. Yeah. She's a little thing. But none of us are huge in this fa- in this family and in or in Pamela's family. So mm-hmm. um but she she keeps telling uh, her new thing is to tell people to stand back stand back what that's yeah. so funny like it's hilarious is she, is she on the is she she's on like, the metro a lot or something no no she no um she's just way? like just no she's telling my brother and pamela to stand back mostly oh and like, like I guess, stay away yeah 
And like, so <laughs> she was on her bike yesterday, yesterday or today or something. And there's a, a bit where she has to like be lifted up so she can go over this bump. And so she got lifted up onto the thing and then told my, my brother and his wife to stand back everybody. So <laughs> I'm just so amused by how funny she is. Stand back. Stand back, everybody. Give me some uh, space, people. It's like little pigs in a blanket of sorts. Right. <laughs> little prosciutto tips stick note. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going for first because I have another pack of prosciutto because I was like, oh, mom loves prosciutto. I'll do something with the prosciutto. And I was like, wait, I have all this parma, parma salami, which I love because the prosciutto that Trader Joe's has isn't, is it parma prosciutto anymore? It used to be, but it's not. But it's still oh, really gotcha. good. It's like one of my favorites. I don't know why. It's like it's <laughs> it's not expensive, but I I like the flavor of it. And uh, but then yeah, so I get this Parma salami that's made with the par like other cuts from the Parma ham like Parma pigs, and it's so mm-hmm. good. Like it's really <laughs> has that qual that Parma quality to it. Nice. So that's what I wrapped up in my my little packety things here. Good. And wrapping up our time here in section five, Becca gets to do her her fun little decorations uh, with the the scales. And then I believe you got yours in first. Mine was, or did we go in the oven at the same time? We timed it at the same time. I ended up letting my salmon rest a little longer in the fridge just so that we could put, or we could bake together. Put them in at the same time, exactly. Yeah. And mine is kind of interesting. My recipe for the fish it's um, 40 minutes total. The first 20 minutes are at 425 and the last 20 minutes are at 350. And mine just goes for 425 the whole time. So I think that's your cheese not having as much density in the middle. So you don't want to like high heat that and melt your cheese out. I think is part of what that is going on with that. Mm, that makes sense. I think we also suggest that it could be that the beef is just like thicker being rolled up and everything and you just need to have that consistent heat throughout the whole cooking process and then we forgot to hit record after we took a smoke break so (laughs) you missed out on us prepping our asparagus no there was asparagus as part of this whole ordeal (laughs) you'll hear us pick up with like okay rebecca's asparagus is in the oven and Gretchen's is not quite ready to go, but I don't, I only did olive oil, salt, and pepper. So it wasn't like you missed a lot. Right. It, it, was, <laughs> it was very basic. I mean, the, we, the main star here is the en croute. So just keeping the side dish very easy, like a salad or literally just making that pickle as a side, probably the way you want to go for the most part. Yeah. I you didn't, so. didn't miss anything exciting in the asparagus <laughs> prep section. So. No, but it's probably confusing when we start talking about asparagus all of a sudden. <laughs> like asparagus! Yay! <laughs> uh, and that's it for the last part. W- once you take your Wellington out, is it pretty much ready to go right in the oven? Yeah. Basically, we're okay. going straight to the... Yeah. So are you, did you, were you thinking of getting yours out and doing your scales? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I just need to brush okay. mine. So that would be okay. Maybe. I'm just going to sit here and watch my things bake for a little bit longer. Okay. My cheese is sort of coming out of the 
rappers here. She's just coming out. It's like melting. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, my timer saying it'd been 10 minutes. So, well, that'll be great because in four minutes, we'll be at 30 minutes for you. Hear that sizzle. <laughs> oh, yes. Those are done. Now, my wraparound one didn't work so well, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go get my thing then so I can just get the egg wash on. Okay. Get these suckers going. Ow. My feet are going to be angry with me later. Yeah, this is a long one. Well, <laughs> no, I just kicked my, like, busted my foot on the... Oh. <laughs> like, Got all it. right. So here, here's my assessment. The, the ones that were just yoked got a little more brown. That was pretty much okay. the extent. And it's like more consistently brown, but... Got it. So maybe there's just more brown, like a, like a the good browning agent in the, in the yolk. Mm-hmm. I wish I made some decorations for the top now. Uh, <laughs> I saved some dill, but otherwise... Hang on. I can solve this problem. <laughs> Get some of the store-bought stuff out, but... Do I need to make it fancy? Should I make it fancy? I know what I'm going to do. I'm glad I actually, I guess kind of one of the advantages of making my own pastry was that if I had bought store-bought pastry, that it, it comes in little sheets. I just rolled this out. So I'm, oh, it, the sheet is you really small. You get to shape small. it, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like if you do it yourself, you can make a large sheet to go around because this uh-huh. is just maybe eight by eight was what it came in. in us. Got it. Um, which is, as I learned yesterday, seven by seven is not that big. So it's an not eight very by eight large. Not that much bigger. Nope. Give me scales. Nice. I love. Oh, it. you're in the middle of something. Sorry, I didn't. I was, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, Sorry. I'm I'm adding. I'm taking pictures of my decoration on top of mine. I'll show it to you. Yeah, please. My keep. Ooh. Keep in mind, this is the store bought pastry though on top, so I make no claim. Oh my gosh. It. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Oh my little bunnies. All right. (laughs) Did you already go in or no? Nope. I haven't even put it on the baking tray. Oh, one second. Okay. Uh oh. Sorry, I have to take the plastic off underneath. Oh. Ah, Okay. I was worried for a little bit. A little tension? Yeah, a little bit. Well, okay. That is what it is. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, I'm ready. Ready. Going in. Going in. 20 minutes. So 20 minutes, and then we turn it down to 350 for 20 more minutes. Or that's what mine says. I'm, I'm checking mine right now. Uh, mine does not have any variation on the temperature. Just straight up. I wonder if maybe because the beef has to cook a little more. more. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I mean, it's so huge. Yeah. Um, hyperlapse video going. Okay. I was about to tell you a story about how this... The bowl I was smoking in my room is a leftover bowl, so I have no idea what was in it. Oh, fun. <laughs> it's an interesting eye. I'm going to turn this down. Well, I might put my asparagus in, too, because I guess if I'm turning it down, I better give it a little more time. Right. The things on the top are very dark. I may need my, to put something over them. My edges are getting really dark. Okay, asparagus. Going in the oven. Got some juice coming out. So I didn't seal it quite as well as I probably should have. I think I am just going to pop something on those little bunnies so they don't get brown, any more brown. Oh, yeah. 
They are already quite brown. <gasps> what did you find? Thought that was what I was hearing. Good girl. Nice job. Okay. Uh, Aria found the treat ball. And I couldn't tell if like I was hearing rustle, like bunnies rustling around or what I was hearing. So it's like, I should probably go check because I am wearing noise canceling headphones. So this could be a <laughs> lot louder than I think it is. Yeah. Are they okay? <laughs> well, apparently poor Isabella getting old she fell over this morning when she got down for her breakfast so we have to make oh, a no. ramp for her she oh. can't jump up and down anymore safely so we need to make a little ramp so she can get up on her shelf poor thing she's so old how old is she she's nine wow yeah she is the longest residing rabbit and i think the longest i've ever had a yeah any rabbit in my life damn things are fragile Mm-hmm. not this one though she'll live forever <laughs> seemingly yeah so I set that for 35 minutes I think I'm gonna give this another 10 I mean that is it that is just a recommended recommendation for medium rare and I do like my meat more rare but I know I'm not the only one eating this either so right we'll go for medium rare I don't think my scales are coming through no oh mm-hmm. bummer Maybe they needed to give more guidance on the, uh, the how pressure. the scales, yeah, to work. Yeah, yeah, because the one in the picture looks so so cool. I guess there's like pretty big spaces between. I mean, yours looked like they were spaced out well, like okay, they'd be really visible. But mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, maybe it was just not enough pressure. I have a lot more cream cheese in the middle than is in the photo too. Oh no, more <laughs> cream cheese. <laughs> bummer bummer <laughs> oh are you gonna drink anything special with this wellington oh that's a good question oh now the question is do we go really special because it's such a thick fucking thing to me mm-hmm. just go with what i think Maybe a pinot noir mm. um with that dijon yeah maybe a tres sete from brighter you know, just something you can't get anymore, just to brag. <laughs> I'm going to do Chardonnay. Oh, that sounds lovely. It should work really nice with the pastry. I hope so, and the salmon. I've got three minutes left. I have eight. Oh, because you went for another 10. Yeah, I went for another 10, just because I felt like okay. it probably was going to need it. Yeah. Well, I'll show you mine at 40. Oh, oh I hear a timer. The one minute mark. Yeah, so I'm I'm basically five minutes behind you. If it's ready. If mine's ready at that point. Right. <laughs> this is also a fair point. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Oh, my God. The wait is almost over. Finally. Two days. Well, and, like, talking about it for, like, a month. Right. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay, little salmon on croup. Yeah, but I think that's going to be done in just a minute. Okay, let me know when you can look over and I'll show you. All right, I'm good. Okay. I'm looking. Oh, that looks really nice. Yeah, you think it's done? I think so. Maybe a smidge pale on top. Another like five minutes, maybe? Maybe, yeah. I'll grab my asparagus out. Okay, five more minutes. I'm going to pull it. I think it's ready. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. Steven looks adorable on the tray. (laughs) <laughs> with all the green asparagus around it it looks so cute i bet and the bunnies 
Too bad. It's very like, springy. Yeah, it's very spring. Not it's not really a New Year's uh, looking thing, <laughs> but it's fun. But it's fun. Yes. I'm gonna poke it because I was like, you know, I'm not really gonna be able to tell what the temperature is inside. Right. Oh, 118. All right. 117. All right. A little bit lower. What's what's medium rare? Uh, 120. And oh, okay. Towards at the ends, it's at 160. So the ends are going to be pretty well done. Got it. Does yours need to rest? Yeah, mine needs to rest. I'm just going to say it should rest for at least 10 minutes before I need to break it. That's what mine's yeah. 10. Yeah, 10 minutes before carving and serving. We are like almost done. Because, yeah, you're you're the newbie to this. So how hard it is it for you? <laughs> if I didn't have you talking me through the dough part, I don't. Yeah. It would have been a lot more intimidating. And then I get, when I get intimidated, I get really flustered and there's a potential for five. If you're just doing it, if you haven't listened to our podcast, which obviously this will help you if you haven't, and you're just going in cold making it, I think it could be a five at that, yeah. case, at that point. I'm just a little bummed because my bunnies kind of, their butts all sort of lifted off. the, So they have like a, they, they lean over the top a little bit, but <laughs> they're, they're jumping. The jumping bunnies, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is this is it. That timer went off right as you said this is it. This is it. Deep. You're almost done with on crute. Okay, let I gotta lower my computer again so you can see. So I can examine. Look at your beautiful mise en place. Oh yeah, that looks perfect. Okay. Yeah. Maybe go a shade longer, but it's really it's a at a nice level right now. So. I was wondering if I should go just maybe like three more minutes. Maybe. Did you do I'm the second it. egg application? Oh no! Don't do so. It don't now. do three more minutes. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think if you'd done that second egg lip application, you would have gotten a, gotten a little bit more brown. So that's what's happening, and yeah. that makes sense because the edges had a little more just because there was a little bit of like a divot kind of thing. So it's, yeah. there was a little bit extra on it. There you go. That's why I was like, wait, maybe we need to compensate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, you know, if you didn't have the egg wash on there, it would be pretty pale. That makes sense. Uh, protein just uh, really getting your Maillard reaction on the top because it's the protein in the egg that's browning. Got it. Okay. So we have 10 minutes of resting time. I guess we'll probably call it for. Yeah. For the recording. Reporting part. out. Yeah. What we're, we're what we're reporting. I was going to say, unless you really want me to be here for when you cut it, but I feel like you're going to send me pictures and I think that's okay. Cause I've watched take pictures. the rest of it. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'll send you pictures. My asparagus is done. I might've overcooked it just a little bit. I think the 20 minutes for these little guys was a bit too much. Yeah. Mine, mm-hmm. mine looks pretty well done. And I did, I did it like maybe three quarters of your time. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And it was just coming off of a really hot 425 oven. So yeah. those first couple of minutes were pretty toasty. Okay. okay. Well, well, I've got my wine ready. I've got my mise en place ready. And I'm so excited. Oh my God. I can't wait to see yours too. Send me pictures when you cut it. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm like, oh, I got to get like a cutting board with a lip on it. Okay. This was awesome. Thank you so much for talking me through all of the course. steps and what a fun way to kick off the year yay yeah. 2021 yay 2021 we're looking forward to the upswing fingers crossed fingers crossed.
here you are at the end. You know that our Encroot has come out delightfully well. And we just want to note that for the puff pastry itself, we ended up using a bit more water and flour than the recipe called for. And it probably could have had a little more salt. <laughs> and yes, I officially will never be able to buy store-bought puff pastry again because... <laughs> I'm a pretentious asshole and was <laughs> comparing the two side by side. Like, I guess I never really tried it, you know, store-bought and homemade side by side before. It was always, I was like, yeah, no, store-bought puff pastry is great. Like, no need to make it at home. And now I've found another thing that I will never be able to buy from a store again because it will always feel like crap to me. That you'll have to invest three hours of your time in to enjoy for one meal. For one meal. <laughs> Totally maybe, maybe the key is to make bigger batches and uh, then freeze it so that it's not quite as much work. <laughs> right. It can be frozen. We know that. We do know that. So. so to wrap up some thoughts for the salmon, you'll remember at one point I say, like, once we've confirmed that the dough is in good, sh- in good shape, I say something like, watch, I'm going to fuck up the salmon now. And I kind of did. So (laughs) it ended up being way way too salty for me. And I think it's probably because I didn't rinse it enough after the curing. When I was listening through, I heard myself saying like, there's still some pepper on it. And I should have taken that moment to just rinse it off. Because if there was pepper, there was probably a lot more salt that I wasn't seeing. So that's my suspicion. Either that or the cream cheese filling was too salt. I did love it though. I loved it. It was really fun. I thought it was exciting to make. I, even though it was too salty and I forgot to use the pickle and also PS, I was a little bit tipsy when I was taking the final product pictures. So I'm sorry if those photos are a little blurry, but I did love the process. And I think I'm definitely going to look into curing fish more often. I've been reading up a little bit about it and I'm excited to try some more options with that. So I, I thought it was great. I know I I'm surprised at how much I want to make this again. Uh, like I want to get it right. I, well, even just because the leftovers were so good. I like, you didn't even have to warm it up. You could eat it. Like I ate it cold at least once. Mm. It warmed up fairly well in the microwave too. It's kind of a good thing if you want to have some leftovers that will last you a little while and just want something to slather a bunch of mustard on because that's basically what I did was just slather it in mustard <laughs> and then eat it. So so all the work up front and then you get tons of leftovers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was really good. I'm just so incredibly impressed with it. And I mean, when it comes down to it, if you did make batches of dough and then put them into the freezer, it could be a totally manageable, put together in a couple of hours type of meal. Would take a little bit of practice, I think mostly for the wrapping section of this, but sure, it's not that hard. And I'm sure you could make excellent, excellent beef wellington with store-bought pastry. Uh, You just want maybe to add a little flavoring or salt the dough a little more. I'm sure it's perfectly. It's still going to taste really good. Right. It will still taste good. I would definitely maybe do a little bit more on the decoration front. I'd also use the store-bought puff pastry for the decoration on top. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I could have, when y'all watched the video, or if you've seen it already, you'll notice that they puffed up quite a bit. And if I had rolled the puff pastry a little bit thinner, 
I could have made them stay not, they wouldn't be as fluffy. So it just depends on what you're looking for. But I, I would think it would be kind of fun to do like some vines and leaves like over the top with some puff pastry. So that'll be for my next, you know, actual dinner party whenever I can do those again. <laughs> whenever those happen. And yeah, six more months or so. Um, we'll see. And I was bummed that my scales did not come out, even though I felt like I had done all the things right to get that those scales to come out. So I want to make it again too, for that reason. I want to get the salmon right. And I want to figure out how to get a scale imprint on the outside. Yeah. I have a feeling it's just a little more pressure. Yeah, probably. I don't know why I thought I was like, I'm going to like poke through it, but I don't. (laughs) I mean, theoretically also, like if you took like a really sharp knife or Mm. a bit of razor blade and like made little cuts almost if you're sure. sort of an exacto blade maybe would be a good thing there you go there you go that okay. might give you more de- definition that's that's a something you could do and and it's not a bad thing if you get a little nick through the surface because then if you had seam inside your seam can escape sure so we'll both probably be making these again and yeah. i'd say in the nearest future for me i'm excited i almost wish i had another beef tenderloin here because i probably do it with the puff pastry i just made i was like <laughs> right <laughs> do have a little tiny one that i can do like teeny little tiny twinkie meatball. size <laughs> tiny, meatball. Tiny, tiny, tiny welly t- i might have to do that now no gretchen no stop 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 it that's almost like a little monty ball almost i feel like we should do monty could I do it with a veggie version? I think we could find it. I think we version. could too. I crave Monty. <laughs> so we that have was, to do it. We, we, we have, have to, to do, do it. it. We have to do it. All right. We I'll could figure out a lamb spice. A lamb spice? Yeah. Something that would give it a lamby flavor. I'm just thinking that probably what we're going to end up doing for yours is using a combination of fresh and dried mushroom, probably. Mm. Awesome. Especially because you're going to have the, I'm going to have to start working on this right now. Right now. (laughs) Maybe we should do turkey. Maybe we should do turkey because I do love me some Turkish food. So we're excited that our next episode is going to be one of uh, an episode that we recorded a few months back. A lost like episode. Pasta. A lost episode like pasta is resurfacing. We're really excited about it. We both loved making it. It's Detroit style pizza. And um, you can listen to that on January 10th. Then we've got a can of quest coming up on January 20th. We're following up on cannabinoids. And then we're very excited because we've decided that since we cannot travel in the next couple of months and who knows when again. Yeah. (laughs) And haven't. And really want to both explore this sort of travel bug that we have. We're going to visit new countries in the next couple of months, and we're going to explore some cuisines there and some cannabis laws and the cannabis and culinary scene. And we hope you're excited to travel with us. So you can, we'll kick that off in February. And that's why we were just talking about Turkey like that, because maybe we all get to travel to Turkey in the next couple of months then. Be very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, so I hope you we hope you've enjoyed this on Crute series. Uh, uh, we don't know that we'll be doing series very often because this ended up being even more work than we usually do. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot. Running a podcast is like having a second full-time job. <laughs> right, right. And we're loving it. And, and we're grateful yeah. for 
our listeners, thank you for following us on Instagram and checking us out on all of the places you listen to podcasts. I think we can safely say that Uncruit was a success. I yeah, definitely. I I feel like we both were very successful with the pastry. That was that was the bigger question to me was the pastry. Right. The filling is less consequential, but yeah, no, I I say I'm sorry that your salmon was too salty and <laughs> It's definitely an easy mistake to make because I have for sure cured meat or cured fish and not rinsed it enough and had it come out absolutely insanely salty. So it's easy to do. Yeah, I feel good about that being the mistake I made. I just think it's so funny that I have said in that moment, like, watch, I fuck up the salmon and you go, it's okay. If you got the puff pastry right, that's all that matters. And later I was like, it's true. And the salty salmon matters. <laughs> Both of those are true. But <laughs> but the hard part was the puff pastry. And yeah. that was really fun. So we get, again, we have lots of videos, including a fun time-lapse one that Gretchen is doing. So find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and of course, hikeletney.com. Yay! Yay! The end! I don't know what to say here. Yay! Go, 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 power. Go, go, HG power. Go, go, HG power. (laughs) I don't know about that. Yeah, no, that's too weird. I don't like it. It's so weird. We'll come up with a closer. We've got something. Anyways, thanks for joining us. We've had fun. We hope you have fun. Bye. Bye.